Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode three of Nehru's Wisdom, Legend of Zelda podcast. I'm your host, Luke, accompanied by Wendy. Hey. <laughs> Plungo. Hey, how's it going? That was a pretty low energy, Plungo, but it's okay. I and mean, Ange. Look, I have to be. Okay. And Ange. Hi. <laughs> All right, now you're saying Plungo. Listen, it's hard to be energetic when when my producers tell me that I can't like bring oh. my theories to the to the podcast because uh, it's it's difficulties in editing or something. I I don't know. Yeah, we're gonna unionize after this, guys. Unionize? Oh my god, you guys complain way too much. <laughs> anyway, so guys, welcome back to episode three, where we last left off. We had um just done Kakariko Village and Hateno Village. Then we went back to Kakariko and we went up and now we are going to make our way to Zora's Domain. I mean, really, you could go in a, you know, any one, but I'm pretty sure like at least for everyone here, Zora's Domain was everyone's first one, right? Yep. Yep. Like the game, the game pushes it on you like pretty hard. Uh, so like basically what's going to happen is so we're gonna we're gonna be in the Lanayru, you know, the the Lanayru wetlands. If you're looking on your map, you know it's to the left of Lanayru Tower, and um, maybe you know here here's here's how it goes. We're riding from the Kayawan stable, and you'll probably see the Dakatush Shrine, and then if you keep riding around, because you know you'll see the tower, and uh, you'll stumble upon the Sherata Shrine, which is a little more northwest, and um, that's where I went, and it's funny because. Wendy and I were talking about this before we started recording. Mm-hmm. And um, that's where I met my first Zora. His name is uh, Lido. Lido? I'd go with Lido. Lido, okay. Because basically what it was, like, I wanted to go to the shrine. Right, Wendy? Like, you probably mm. the same thing. You're like, you want to go to the shrine. And then you get, like, so what happens is there's, like, this pillar. And then the shrine's, like, in the island. Mm-hmm. And obviously my brain seeing is, like, oh, climb pillar, jump off, fly to the shrine. But then I get there. Then, like... Link stops moving for a bit. Then he does like his little, it's like an in-game cutscene animation starts happening. Then you get text and and Lado's like, uh, over here, I'm over here. Um, and he's like, I apologize for calling you so suddenly. I am Lado, a proud member of this of the distinguished Zora. Are you a real Hylian? I had no choice but to call upon you. And he's like, will you please spare me a moment of your time? In the same vein to like Jehovah's Witness, you know. But since it's a video game and, and you know, the Zora are pretty cool looking compared to Jehovah's Witness. I said sure thing instead of saying I'm in a hurry. But surely if he was wearing a you know a white button up t-shirt with a black tie, I would have said, yeah, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> and so then Lato's like, thank you so very much. And he goes, do you see that tower over there? The one atop that mountain yonder? And first of first things first, we noticed about the Zora. They have a fun, they have a fun, like, Englishy kind of language, you know. It's, it almost feels like you're, you're reading Shakespeare or something. They're a little bit corny, but it's nice. That's a nice touch. So, 
Shout out to whoever transliterated <laughs> Leto's Leto's dialogue. They're very formal. Yeah, they're they're very polite and um, they're they're almost like a, what would be like an elves race in any other fantasy, uh, like fantasy media because like it's always the elves that are like very polite, you know, like very nice, very thriving, very like very proud of their their culture. Yeah. Yeah, and it's very seems like this, secluded to a degree. Mm-hmm, it seems like the Zora are that, and when you, like you watch or read a book with the dial uh, in, or any media with elves, they tend to have like a Britishy sounding kind of accent, dialect, dialecty thing going on, and that's definitely what the Zora have going on for them. So anyway, so Lado's like, thank you so very much for your time. You know, you see that tower atop the mountain yonder, and he goes, I need you to go upstream of Zora River, which runs alongside that. Um, uh, and he goes, I need you to get to Enogo Bridge. And then he's like, I can see it in your eyes. You're asking yourself, why me? <laughs> and then, you know, he's like, he's doing, he's like, starts to sell sell it to you really hard. He's like, um, hold on. he's basically saying Prince Sidon is in desperate search of a strong Hylian. And so, you look like a strong Hylian. And then Leto's like, but since it's the crown prince who's asking for help, there's a good chance you're going to get a nice, nice reward. So all you got to do is just side on that uh, Inogo Bridge and just go upstream. And depending on who's, who's, who's the person behind Link, you're like, oh, someone's in need of my help sure thing or you're like generous reward <laughs> sure thing because <laughs> at this far in the game especially if you already did the highly and homeowner side quest in Hentaino village you are either at, with little rupees or just none whatsoever so then you'll probably make your way to a noble bridge but before there i just want to shout out some other you can meet um tula she's a little red zora lady swimming in a pond that you can encounter and you know they all—they more or less all serve the same function. If you go in like a proximity of them, you will get a cutscene. Yada yada. There's Totika, which and he's by the like um, those um, what's it called? Um, those like Lizalfos. Um, they're not like forts. They're more like stations between Bone Pond and Merkay Island. He's underneath the bridge there, and then there's uh, Lanayru Tower. And then across from Lady Nehru Tower is the So Kofi Shrine. So if you go there, you'll find also um, another another Zora named Torfo. Wait, can we talk about Groove on Groove? from Lanayru Tower? The what the Zora who <laughs> oh, somehow okay. climbed all the way up well, I was the gonna, tower. I mean, I, mean, I mean, we have to unlock Lanayru Tower. So like before that, like let me just mention real quick. I love. There's like two ways of like going to Lanayru Tower. And I never go, I go from the west side, I never go from the east side, which is almost like, it's like the path the game wants you to take. Because if you go from the east side, there's a ice whiz rope, or a snow whiz rope, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let me just go from the back, and then, you know, it's safer. But then, once I went from the back, you can kill, like, those moblins and mokoblins that are, like, standing on, like, little shelf looking like, uh, like, like, um... Not like a fort, but they're like standing on these little wooden like um, 
balconies that are like poorly made which have like one stick underneath that you can shoot mm. and they'll <laughs> fall into the water and drown and that's where you and that's how you can get the hunter shield which has uh two little bunnies on it and it's definitely like design wise like one of my favorite shields in the game anyway you're saying answer about the tower no i just thought especially later on when you meet groove again in zora's domain i just thought oh. it was so funny that like you just meet the Zora at the top of this super tall tower. <laughs> and he's like, I climbed all the way up here, but now I'm too scared to drop down. And it's like, what? <laughs> Especially, like, I don't want to jump ahead, but like, once you get to Zora's domain, it's literally all just super tall platforms that you have to jump down into the water anyway. So I just didn't understand. I thought I thought it was he was standing on it and then the tower came up. That's, and then he that's what I thought. No, I he said he said he climbed up. We'll have some, well, surely, hopefully, one of our listeners will fact check us. But either I'm, way, I'm it cracks me up. I love when um, I love when you meet Groove later, or Groove, Groove in Sora's domain later. He's yeah. such, he's such a fucking romantic. That guy, the way he talks about diving is like yeah, like the side quest you have to do for him is so mm-hmm. funny. Oh my god, that guy. Anyway. So let's say you you got Linnaeus Tower Link Link uh you know he got the he got the eye drops for his uh his uh, Wii U gamepad his iPhone <laughs> so you can see, probably, probably fly on over to Soko Fee you do that minor test of strength mm-hmm. you get your sweet sweet reward um then you go to Inago Bridge and you see a a big red Zora. And then, boom, it cuts to cutscene time. Not like an in-game cutscene, like the more cinematic ones. And you're, like, standing there, and he's like, Hey there, young one, up top, above you. Then he fucking flips off the, like, <laughs> Dude. The little... He flips off, like, the little thing. I talk so, so much man. about his flips in my notes. Like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> he flips, then he has, like, the audacity to go, Pardon the entrance, but you're a Hylian, aren't you? <laughs> Pardon the entrance. The Breath of the Wild version of nothing personnel kid and then teleports behind you. (laughs) And he goes, I was hoping you'd have a moment to talk. And he's like, aha, a Hylian. Yes, I knew it. Oh, pardon me. I am Sidon, the Zora Prince. Then, you know, it has like the the title card with the little line underneath. Mm. And what is your name? Go on, please tell me. Link? Your name is Link? What a fantastic name. Then he immediately goes, but... Uh... He's like, I, I can't shake the feeling that I've heard it somewhere before. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. Someone you might know. And I think this is the first time you encounter someone that's not Impa that recognizes to some extent who you are, which is a which is a trend you'll see happen a lot in Sora's Domain. But at least, like, you, you know, we have, we have the... We have the benefit of hindsight right now that we've done the game so like i guess when the first time you're playing it's not so obvious maybe but it's looking back on it, it's cool that this is the only place of really the four divine beasts that aren't like the whoever is like the regent or leader of whatever four of the four main uh, divine beast based towns that uh recognizes you so so anyway, oh wait, I forgot to tell you guys something before. 
Um, so there's a there's an NPC you can meet before you meet Sidon. So funny. Her name is Duma. She's this nice Hylian lady, and she's talking about herself. She's like, I'm a peddler. She goes, oh, did those Zoras over there tell you to come meet that Zora Sidon over here? She goes, yeah. <laughs> well, I met that guy, and she said that that he's a creep because he said <laughs> first thing he said was i've been watching you and what's your name that she said that she was so creeped out she just got the heck out of there and ran and ran away and then when you're about to go when you tell her that you're gonna go she goes i'll, I'll doubt i doubt he'll go for you since you're not a looker like me i don't know what it is wow. in these post these post-apocalyptic times where where you know maybe there's not that many hylians so maybe not everyone is good looking, but Dumo is really feeling herself. That you know, it's the type of confidence we need. Anyway, back to Sidon. <laughs> I just thought I'd mention that because it's a it's I a just, very funny moment. I just want Link to be wearing the Gerudo armor as she says that. <laughs> You're not a looker like me. Oh, uh, you want to bet? Yeah, Link's like, let me just take let me hit take him with the, hit him with the poses. He's like, hold on, let me take off these chica tights. <laughs> oh my god. So then Sidon goes, oh, Link, I, I've heard that name from before. But anyway, that's a strong name. Then he does the thing that, you know, Duma said. The he was classic. Gonna like, he goes, I've been watching you. He goes, I've seen by the, I've seen by the way you work. I can tell, I can tell how you carry yourself. You're not, you're no ordinary person. And he's like, and then he goes, Link, you must be a strong warrior among Hylians. Then Link can answer, that's right. Or not particularly. <laughs> and I don't know if that's just like him being like, him referencing what little Hylian um, settlements or like what little Hylian populations there are now or him referencing that he just woke up from being dead and he's back. (laughs) And so you can say whichever one. I usually say like, that's right. Because at this point, like after Kakariko, you know, I'm like feeling myself. Like I already Mm -hmm. feel like I can go fight Ganon. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, hell yeah. And then, you know, Sidon has to gas himself up. And he's like, I am a Zora prince after all. I have an eye for talent that is unparalleled because I've been searching for someone like you. And basically, what he says is Zora's domain is in grave danger because of the massive rainfall coming from Varuta. Then he begs you to help. Which then, doesn't frame the problem very well, in my opinion. No, but probably intentionally. Like, yeah. They probably, they probably did it that way so that it would be more of a shock when you got there. Yeah, because I I remember when I was playing through this again last night, I was Mm -hmm. like, so? (laughs) Don't you (laughs) swim? Like, what's the problem? (laughs) Can't you swim? I immediately thought that. I was like, what do you mean it's spewing water? You're fish. Right. You should be (laughs) having a great time. And it's not until, like, the middle of talking to the king that you realize like what the actual and you're like, problem oh, is oh okay yeah that that then he uh he very thoroughly explains to you what the what the issue at hand is mm-hmm. the issue uh, at hand of saving the region even though nobody in this town seems to know what a hylian looks like <laughs> <laughs> and has clearly never once left well yes and no well we'll get we'll see we'll see so basically Sidon's like won't you come help and link's like sure you know, I have nothing better to do anyway. <laughs> it's not like there's 900 Korok seeds I need to find. Oh my which, God. By, which, which, by the way, there is a Korok seed kind of near Inogo Bridge. Again, I won't tell you exactly where, but there's about two in that immediate region right there. So 
If you're mm-hmm. Korok seed hunting, good luck. But um, basically, um, Sidon tells you that, you know, you can't swim upstream, so you're going to have to take the path, which happens to be there happens to be a bunch of enemies. Additionally, um, they use a lot of electric weapons, electric weapons and electric attacks. So he gives you a nice little electricity resistance potion, and he gives it to you, and he's like, I have a gift for you. And also that Zora, Zora don't do well with electricity, nor do potions affect them. So he wouldn't have resistance either way. So then you start going up the path, right? You uh, you cross the Nogo Bridge. You go a little ways up. There's a few Lizophos here and there. There's a you know a few Octoroks here and there. And you have these like blue torch kind of looking lampposts, kind of looking things that uh, light up the way. Uh, once you get past it a little ways, you'll um you'll meet Sidon again. Oh uh, my god! He's <laughs> encouraging you halfway, even though he yeah, could just he's... give you a ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably could, but you know, this is good character development. So, you and know, what, you... what kills me every time, because you meet Uh-oh. him periodically throughout this path, like maybe four times, times, right? It's like three or four. I think it's three. And each time he ends, he's in the water, he side flips into the water and then leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and doing, what's, your, like, what's your problem with that you're he's just such a drama blood. king i love it you're covered in blood and he's like you're doing great but does a triple gainer off a diving board yeah like sorry you can't ride on my back or anything like you do later on in the I game do it about 20 right. minutes jesus christ i don't know if this is like sight and slander anyway so you pass to ball woods and the bank of wishes and that will be important um after we talk about the main quest of Zora's domain, because there is, uh, I take issue with something that happens there. So you cross oh. Orin Bridge and you meet Sidon for the second time, you know, pre-flip. And uh, he goes, hey, Link, <laughs> since I pressured you into coming, I wasn't sure you would really come through. But I'm pleased, I'm pleased things are going well. Uh, there's like a strange occurrence of monsters up ahead. So then you go around and you have to fight a lot of Lizalfos. Mm-hmm. There are many Lizalfos here. Um, at this point, you should be a little bit um, attentive because it's almost like foreshadowing in the most subtle way where these Lizalfos, you have a bunch of electric arrows lying around. So by the time mm-hmm. you get to Zora's Domain and you need electric arrows, if you had picked the ones up that you had seen from killing Lizalfos or just the ones that are in the ground, you could have at least, may possibly already 20 or even at least, you know, five or seven, 10 even. Like you could have, a, you could have a, a really nice amount of um electric arrows by the time you get there but uh again that's like a hindsight thing you don't know in the moment that you're going to need to get 20 lizalfos so you swing around you know you pass orange bridge you swing around and then you go to ludo's crossing <laughs> and you see sidon again and, and he's and he's like in between those two rocks formation which by the way one of them shows you that there's a korok puzzle there that you can do and then um He's like, oh, Link, you're almost halfway there. Uh, I fear there's a lot of spots with enemies left, but, you know, he says, I believe in you. So the fact that he believes in you is more than enough. The fact that he believes in you is more than enough for you to get, you know, the rest of the way there, right? Um, And then, like, wow, he's closing off his dialogue before he does his flip again. (laughs) And he goes, oh, look out, there's a monster behind you. And, like, with, like, no time to spare 
you you get out of the cutscene, the camera pans back to you, and there's a moblin with a club, like just <laughs> handedly walking towards you. Is that the so, first time you fight a moblin? No. Okay. I mean, maybe it was the first time you fought a moblin, but um, definitely off the Great Plateau, like around the gatepost town ruins, forest of time, and the outpost ruins. There's a there's a handful of moblins there already. Mm, okay, because they they made it like a bigger deal than. I was expecting it to be. So I wonder if you like just strictly go the path of the Ooh. objectives, then it might be the first time you fight one. I'm not too sure. I think, I think maybe it's since it's still early in the game and you know, you were replaying it. You mm-hmm. had, you have experience that you can't like unexperience. Right. Whereas someone who's maybe new to the game will be like, ah, anyway, you swing around Ruto mountain. There's a few Kroxies there again. You zim zam zoom around, or if you're, you know, or if you like have the map and you look at the road, you can just jump off and paraglide a good lengthy way there. Then you you make it to that little island there, and then the the nicest the nicest looking place in the game. Oh yeah. So you're oh. walking down Great Zora's Bridge, and it has like these little arches, and you see Zora's domain. And it's like this really pretty like silver built like. Um, I don't even know how to describe it. This like Colosseum esque type thing, except it's like partially in water, partially not. With um, these nice little aqueducts, like around and on top is a giant fish. Mm-hmm. And the music that plays, it's a nice little remix of the other of the traditional Zora's Domain music prior, like from previous games. But it's a, you know, it's been a. Um, it's been uh, remastered in a nice way. It's got a nice tang to it. It's got a little, it's got a little, mm, 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 a little creme fraiche. You know what I'm saying? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's really good. And that fish on top, um, there's stuff. I, I thought I like, I never really paid attention to it until recently, and I was like, hey, what if this fish is supposed to represent like? One of the Zora patron deities from like previous games, like Jabu Jabu or Jaboon from Wind Waker. Mm. You know, if you play Ocarina Time, you know who Jabu Jabu is. I don't think it's Jaboon just because Jaboon has that little like angler fish light, you know, light bulb thing going on. But from what I can remember, and since you know we have the power of the internet, I could literally just search it up right now. I mean, I think, ja- I think Jabu Jabu is just a fish, right? He's just a regular. Fi- yeah, he is. If it if it doesn't look like him, you could still use the argument of what we argued about the tapestry last time, mm-hmm, which is yeah, like it. He just might look different, you know, in the art. I think it. I think it'd definitely be Jabu Jabu more so, just because Jabu Jabu doesn't have the light bulb thing, and Jaboon is a descendant of Jabu Jabu. And then there's a side quest that uh, I think Angie took notes for later on that I think would um possibly hint more as to why it is jabu jabu oh, the man, fish on my controller yeah i'll explain i'll explain why when um we get to it when we get to the monuments right yeah yeah the monuments okay and you probably have seen some on your way mm-hmm. like on your way there but um yeah i it won't be I that think important to three... you until you do the side quest i think like three of them are like in your direct path when you're um getting to Zora's domain and mm-hmm. the other seven are pretty difficult to get to because you can't climb anything because it's raining so you can't do them until after yeah 
Yeah, you really can't. I mean, if Zoro's Domain's your first one, you you really can't. But let's see if you've done, like... If you have, like, Revali's Gale. Yeah, if you have Revali's Gale, you could probably do it. But uh, I doubt that anyone did Revali's first. Actually, if you're listening to this and you've made it past the average listener time of 3 minutes and 27 seconds, <laughs> and you did you did um va metal first let me know you know send us a send us a tweet dm us on instagram or even uh send us an email at a neighbor's wisdom podcast at gmail.com and let me know because i'm very interested in in you know i want to know why like what what just pulled you that way anyway so make it into zor's domain Sidon sees you again and he goes whoa like, you know, Sidon's like super dramatic, emphatic, like emphatic, just express way of expressing himself. And it's so funny because Link does that thing where he just like, you know, kind of waves. <laughs> like he does like a half wave, you know, he doesn't like wave his hand, but he like does the hand up. Mm-hmm. It just, it really, it really took me out with how much energy Sidon was putting in compared to Link's just like half ass little hand flip. <laughs> and he goes, I've been waiting for you, Link. Be Welcome. Behold to the pride of my people, Zora's domain. Now I shall introduce you to the king. Hurry this way. And at this point, um, up until you go to the king, you are like now free to explore Zora's domain. Mm-hmm. As you should. You should always explore before. So first thing I did first was I went to the Mipha statue. And Laflat, who's like the king's secretary or something, like royal advisor, something of that sort, will tell you like, Oh, Mifa was like the pride of Zora's domain and you know a hundred years ago she was like out on the front lines like healing the soldiers and she was such an amazing soldiers or such an amazing healer like the soldiers all loved her and the soldiers are now the elders so that's why there's such like immense and intense attachment to her and then maybe you walk a little bit to the right and you'll see a little another red Zora there named Maro Marot Maybe you don't actually pronounce the T. Maybe it's just Mero. Maybe you do Marot or Mero. And she's like, welcome to Mero Mart. Which she just kind of stands outside. So I don't know if it's actually named Mero Mart. Or if she just, <laughs> she's just standing there and named it after herself. And um, you go in. There's the general store. There's a Goron there. Which is kind of weird. This might be the first time you see a Goron actually. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he was, and he's always there. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why. What's his name? Like Rega? God. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know what a I don't know what a rock person is doing in a in a town where you mostly have to swim <laughs> to, <laughs> to efficiently get around. It's gonna be a lot of drowning. And then, of course, probably in this time period, like in this time between, you go find the king. This is when you would probably do um, the like uh, the town shrine because you know each. Each town has like a specific shrine. It's the Ne'ez or Ne'ezi Yoma Shrine. And that's the one which um, sometimes for beginners is very frustrating where a bunch of like giant s- spherical stones come pouring out of this waterfall thing. And the one you have to put into like the pressure plate for the door to open. You have to like set it off and then stasis it at the right time. And, uh, and if you're kind of new to the game, it can be a bit frustrating. But otherwise it's... um. It's not too bad. So you do that, get a spirit orb, come out. Maybe, maybe you're um, you're walking around and you see and you're going up the stairs and you see Dento 
and he's a he's an elder he's on the left stairs you know going to the the throne room he's mm-hmm. an elder and he's like so the hylian who stole lady mifa uh, away thinks he can just wander back here after all these years what business do you have here after all these years oh no no sorry that's the that's the swords the weaponsmith guy he he says that to you so like he's in the marrow mart mm-hmm. that's dento i believe then yeah. that is dental so he gets mad at you like he's pissed at you yeah and you just got here and you're like you're you know depending on how much you've done you're like ha- you're half naked amnesiac with a <laughs> you're half she- naked with- sopping wet <laughs> amnesiac <laughs> with, the, with the sheikah tights on you know pot lid and a night sword so you're very confused and then maybe you go up the stairs and you see trello and he's another elder and he goes, how dare you show your face here after what you did to Lady Mifa? And Link's like, wait. And he's like, I shall punish you. On, I shall punish you myself on behalf of Lady Mifa. And Link's and just like, goes, what the fuck then, is going then, on? And then he's like, if I could, but the Zora, the Zora Council has is too busy right now trying to deal with uh, Varuta. So basically he's like, I'd fight you if my friends were holding me back. But none of his <laughs> friends were actually there. <laughs> Uh, and then there's Segin, and um, he's just this elder that's on the right side of the bridge, and he's um, you see a shock arrow, and he's just kind of poking <laughs> at it. <laughs> he's just my favorite he's guy just, in Zora's. He's, he's, he's just poking at it, and every time he does, he screams out in pain. And then when you take it from him, he's like, "Why did you do that?" Yeah, and it's it's kind of like funny from like a not like from a non-thinking perspective and then when you think like and you know when you put some more context into it, it's kind of sad he's like i'm trying to build my tolerance so i can go put a stop to varuta's tyranny and you're like oh wow this poor old man you know it's like it's like this it's like seeing an old man shoot himself in the foot every day trying to build up tolerance to bullets to go save like i don't know save the town <laughs> it's 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 pretty sad and then um there's the lady Zora who stands outside the inn, and her name is Coda, and this is this is cool. She remembers you, and not remembers you the way the elders remember you, like in a, in a hateful way. She has a nickname for you. She goes, "Oh, Linny, is that you? Surely it must be you, Linny." Mm-hmm. And Link's like, "Who the fuck is Linny?" Like, am I Linny? Sure. And then she's like, "Yeah, I'm sure it's you." And then you talk to Caden, who's the guy that stands behind the desk in the inn. He recognizes you also. And so immediately we're given this cool binary of people that remember Link and hate him, who are also the elders, and people that remember Link and love him and have good memories of him that are, you know, the younger group. It's a it's a classic case of boomers versus millennials <laughs> here in Zora's domain. Essentially. And it's really nice. So anyway, you at this point, this is just a few things to mention. You probably have made your way to King Dorfin. And he's this giant fucking... Um, I don't know about you, but if the first time you see him, you're like... You're Sidon's dad? <laughs> <laughs> this fat dude? Bro, he's not fat. He's just okay. like... He's so, just built. So can I... I want to say something because I'm surprised we didn't talk about the history of the Zora. 
Well, um, we'll, we'll get there, but yeah. No, I mean the documents. Oh, the the side. Well, that's the thing. I'm gonna do the yeah. main story first, and then the side quest. So I so I saw one of these. Mm-hmm. I saw one of these uh, plaques before I met Dorafan, and it was the one about Dorafan uh, fighting the Guardian. <laughs> and he mm-hmm. just throws so it. I, so I was like, "Oh, I gotta see what this Dora fan looks like for myself." So I went straight into Dora fan. I was like, "I want to see if this guy's, if this guy's the real deal. What's up here?" And then, and then he's. I think he does have the scar. He does. He does. He does. Mm-hmm. He's. He super does. He super does. And I was like, "Wow, I like that." And not only does he screw, does he's built. He's built as He's fun. built. He's huge. This guy, this guy is massive. I don't know if he's like a whale or like a shark, but this dude is insanely huge. And you're like... <laughs> Stupid sick. You're like, is Sidon going to get that big? And then maybe if you're like me, you're like, was Mifa going to be that big? And Link was going to be like this twink on a leash? Like, <laughs> like what, what, what did she think was going to happen? <laughs> anyway... So, you meet King Dorafan, and um, he's like, oh, you must be the Hylian that Sidon brought, correct? He goes, nice, you did well to come here. I'm King Dorafan. Then he's like, you know, he leans, he does that thing when you're the, <laughs> when you're in class and not paying attention, and you have to look at the board, so you have to lean forward and squint a little. And he recognizes the thing on your hip, you know, the Sheikah Slate. And then he was like, oh, wait, hold up. Is that the fucking, is that the Sheikah Slate? Then he's like, oh, wait, hold up. Is that Link? The Hylian Champion Link? The Hylian Champion Link that was tight, super close friends with my beloved daughter Mifa? Friends. And Sidon's like, that Link? The Link that was, the Link that my older sister was crushing on hard as hell? Yeah. <laughs> and then King Dorfan is like, there's so many memories. My mind is overflowing with nostalgia, my friend. And this is also nice because this is almost like the the tiebreak decider between the you know the young people being uh, pro Link, happy to see him again after a hundred years, and the elders being like disgusting Hylian. The Hylians took Lady Mifa away from us. You sick, you sick, disgusting bastard! You stole our you stole our beloved princess. You should perish immediately. Oh my God, <laughs> and it's nice that Dorafan, you know, he's like he's the he's the regent here. So you, it's nice that he is. He calls you my friend, you know. You definitely feel more comfortable. And I bet I bet Link feels like, you know, a little bit at home. That's you know, he can't remember everything, but at least that to be addressed that way must be nice. Especially if you don't remember anything, you've been asleep for a hundred years. Everybody's just been staring at you askance the entire time you've been here. Exactly. And then he goes, Surely you must remember my precious daughter Mifa, because you guys were so close, right? And Link's two options here are Mifa who? And <laughs> doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> two, like, not so great two Not options. great answers. Link. To, to, Link, to a grieving father. A <laughs> hundred years ago, Link was this silent knight that only, like, you know, spoke to Princess Zelda because the pressure of his duty was too great for him to speak and he was, felt like he was bearing such a heavy burden. Then he died and he resurrected and became an amnesiac and now he's like the sassiest person on you know in the whole in the whole hyrule and i'm pretty sure if he had a twitter he would have some banger tweets 
and we'll see what I think is the best of Link's sassiness later on when we talk more about Yiga clan. Because there's a certain Yiga traveler. And I have to find where. I have to, I'll have to go search again to find where that is. But that, it's, I think it's my favorite dialogue in the game. Anyway, King Dorfan gets a little like, he's not like sad, like disappointed. He gets a little disappointed that like you don't remember her. And he's like, you know, because you guys are so close. Then he tells Link to gaze upon the beauty of Zora's domain, you know, the statue. And then he's like, does it not jog your memory? Um, Link's like, sorry, no. And he's like, ah, all right. Anyway, so basically what happens is Varuta is threatening to destroy Zora's domain because it can create. Um, well, actually, I found some two like contradicting things here. He says that. Um, Hyrule's like the Zora's domain and subsequently the rest of Hyrule where there's Hylian set settlements are in danger of flooding mm -hmm. because um, Varuta has filled up the Easter Reservoir so much that is literally about to burst that it cannot hold that much water and he says uh, like this like the sea I think he used the word the sea is going to come in and flood and then he says that Varuta has the ability to create like as much water as it you know it, it can just create water so I don't know if it's actually creating water like I don't know if the Sheikah developed something that could just create water or if it's just teleporting water from the sea or something but either way my that little off-handed you know theory doesn't really matter because they're doomed anyway so that's what the threat is it's not just rainfall it's this heavy uh, like non-stop rainfall that is threatening to destroy this massive dam and subsequently their entire town you know like its structure and then going down the river um it would destroy you know kakariko village and all these other like it would it would it would hit stables like it would really it would really spread out far the east the east reservoir lake is really really big and now, like, it's only because of King Dorfin that you're, like, actually, like, oh, this is a real problem. Yeah, now I get it. It's not just rain. And then Muzu, when he hears... <laughs> oh, no. Muzu is the green pancake, you know, Stingray killed Steve when looking fish, <laughs> fish man standing to uh, King Dorfin's right. So on our, on our side, on his left. And he loses his mind. He's an elder, of course. And, you know, when he's and he's like, my liege, surely you're not, like, asking this Hylian for help. Like, like to ask a Hylian for help, he says, and I quote, curls my fins. <laughs> he is it's not so having it. Absolutely enraged. He's like... How 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 could you how could you ask the person that stole our beloved princess from us? How could you how could you possibly be suppliant to the to the to the to the sole cause of our beautiful beloved cherished princess's death? And Sidon butts in here. Oh, oh Dorfan's like, come on, come on, Muzi. I I expected more of you than to you know be kind of bratty in this way and then Sidon butts into he's like Muzu it's rude to kind of speak to guests like that when we invited him here to save Zora's domain 
And then King Dorfan is back, you know, backs up with Sidon saying, is backing up Sidon, backing up him, saying like, you know, Link is Link is a highly, he's a champion through and through. He's not just the Hylian champion. He's just a champion, period. And that Hyrule is doomed to be swallowed by the sea if we don't fix this right now. And then Moose is like, Hylians can't be trusted 100 years ago. They met, he says, it's, I actually think it's really funny. He's like, 100 years ago, they messed around with ancient technology and killed our princess. They're, it's almost like they're ignoring that there was a big Ganon threat and they think it was just like the Hylians found ancient tech and became, you know, a new episode of Jackass and that things went horribly <laughs> wrong. Muzu was vastly undermining the reason why they did it. Um, anyway. So the Hylians just... launched Divine Beast Va shopping cart off a roof. Yeah, literally. <laughs> That's what Muzu is convinced would happen. Um and so I wonder, I, I said this right before, I was like, what if we get to see young, young Muzu in Age of Calamity? I'm immediately throwing hands. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to slap him. This racist. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look who it is. <laughs> Link's rolling up his sleeves. <laughs> rolling up his sleeves. He's like, how do you, what do you care? And then... Um, so Muzu runs away almost crying or very upset. Well, he, he walks away in, in a huff, but it's really the equivalent of him just running away crying with his arms flailing. And Sidon's like, oh, hold on, let me go try to calm him down. <laughs> oh, wait, no. I think I'm forgetting something before that. Yes, I am. The reason, the last straw that makes Muzu run away in the first place is that Dorfin's oh. like, well, if you're going to fight Varuta, you're going to need this. And gives him the Zora armor, and this was like this is where Muzu loses his shit. This is this is the last straw. Mm -hmm. uh, the 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 Zora armor is tradition that Zora Zora maidens um, they hand make this armor for the person that they choose to be their husbands that they would spend you know get married and spend their life with forever. Muzu's like, how could you give it to this? Not just no nobody, but highly and highly and of all people. And so he gets upset about that. They mentioned they mentioned Sagan in the shock arrow. So if he didn't already steal it from him, you're gonna see him. You're gonna see Zora poking a shock arrow, and screaming out in pain. And then uh, I think Dorfan is something like he says something like you know the past can't be altered. But uh, if we can regain, regain Ruta, you know, we can we can still do something to take on Ganon. And Link mentions to him that Zelda is still alive in Hyrule Castle, and Dorfan is very interested in that. He's like, "What? There's no way." And I don't remember if he if he implies that maybe Mifa's still alive. I don't think he does, but I don't definitely. Think... No, I think they know. I think definitely his reaction. His like reaction to Zelda being alive made me maybe think that maybe he thought, um, there might like, have been hope. He, like like he knew, but there was like definitely like a sliver of hope maybe yeah. because he was yeah. he like he leans forward so much when you say that. So then you know Muzu runs away, Sidon chases after him, and the king's like, "Can you go try to talk to Muzu and calm him down?" And you know, being the nice guy that Link is, he he goes down the stairs, you know. 
to to sort things out or if you're me you run you run to the edge of the what is it the, the second floor and you do a, and you do a backflip onto the statue of Mifa and land on her head <laughs> and then you do another backflip off <laughs> and you go in between the conversation side on's uh, like oh man now i got to do more tricks <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Link picked up a thing or two after seeing this man just flip nonstop. <laughs> They're just doing backflips the whole conversation. Also, it's a, a nice a nice callback to traditional Zelda things is, um, you know, the Pearl of Wisdom, Nehru's Pearl, right? And that that three, like, crescent moons. I thought they were crescent moons? I don't know. Those three crescent moon design is very prevalent here in Zora's Domain, but not very overt because it's not like those pearls... Or, you know, you don't have to get three pearls in this game. Like, it's not like it matters. But um, it's definitely a nice, you know, if you have a good attention to detail. It's definitely a nice callback. So anyway, um, you butt into Muzu and um, Sidon's conversation. And Sidon's like, this is the, like, this link is the link that, you know, Mifa had feelings for him. And Muzu's like, I refuse to believe this. <laughs> He's like, this is this is unbelievable. This is disgusting. Like, how can you just spit in my mouth like this? Like, how do you say how do you say these things, Sidon? Sidon's like, you know, at first I wasn't sure, but I remember when I was little hearing stories of this of this Hylian guy who was gonna take away my sister and she had an undying love for him. And he's like, I'm sure that it's I'm sure that it's Link. And at this point when um Dorfang gives you the armor, you should have if you're not a loser, you should have put it on. Yeah, you should have put it on. <laughs> I'm not going to say should have because, like, you probably did. Like, I'm starting to say, like, 99% of people probably put it on. I'll say it. You should have put it on. And then and then Sidon's like, like, Muzu, just take a look. Just take a look at the armor on Link. Wait, before mm-hmm. that, Link has mm-hmm. the cutscene where he looked at the statue and he statue. remembers. Oh, Mifa. yeah. Very... Sorry, I had it. And everybody's like, "Why are you blanking out?" See, that's the thing. He has like a PTSD trauma flashback, and I feel like that's how most of his memories are. And I think we'll save like a just a separate episode to talk about all the all the main memories. You know, not the memories you get from champions, but we'll save an episode just to talk about all the memories in general. But um, there seems to be like a look of pain or something on Link's face when he starts to remember something. Like, it's definitely not, like, a like a nice memory. Like, he's definitely... You can look at him and you definitely tell, like, he's getting a headache or there is some... Something's happening to him when he's I think they're usually triggered by just, like, signs of distress, really. Yeah, so. something like that. And so, yeah, the cussing gets a Link and Mifa sitting on Ruta and uh, Mifa's healing Link. And she's like, I remember when we were little and used to always get injured and I was always there to always heal you, Link. And, um, you know, she's like, if Ganon returns, what can we really do? But no matter what, Link, if anyone tries to harm you, I will heal you. I will always protect you. Oh my god, please. And then she's like, once the war is over... Maybe things can go back to how it used to be. We can spend some time together. 
and you see the wound on Link's arm just like not just it's not even like get healed just straight up disappear like Amifa is so talented that she doesn't just heal the wound she makes the wound completely and utterly disappear it is mm -hmm. pretty insane Link's just freaking out this whole time literally not even he's just calm you, that's how you can tell that <laughs> When he you, was know, little, he was, you know he's screaming inside his head though well i i think it's uh in the creating a champion that like you know it's like a book you can buy it's like you know little fun facts about breath of the wild and development they make it canon that as a four-year-old link was besting grown men in sword fights what yeah like he's he's a, just link is an absolute prodigy in this game he's probably oh, the shit. most he's probably the strongest link of any of the links just because of like the fact that he's a four-year-old beating like royal guards and sword fights. So anyway, you know, Mifa's like, "Hey, yo, maybe we can go back to how it used to be." You can, t it, it, it definitely seems like she's chasing. Uh, you know, she's living in the past, even though that memory's in the past. She's living in the past, past. She's uh, she's very stuck. She's living in the blue perfect. Yeah, she's living. <laughs> She's, she's, oh, living the blue, she's living in the blue perfect bro it's a little it's a little sad cutscene because then you come back link comes to and he's like i remember i remember mifa and it's really funny because moose was like oh you expect me to believe that oh, just now you it's convenient like, <laughs> yeah. now? oh really you know that's probably you know what you, what you're the players thinking like wow what a convenient time for link to remember <laughs> and then moose calls you out and he's like oh so you remember when it's convenient to you and then, but again, Sidon points out how the armor just perfectly fits Link. And then Link, is, and then Moose is like, oh my god, you're right. I mean, I still don't oh like you, Link. Like, yeah, literally, like his little <laughs> mouth, his little pancake mouth is open. His pancake mouth. And he's like, oh my god, the sacred texts. The sacred texts. <laughs> and he's like, I don't like you, Link, but I'm going to help you. And so he helps you. And uh, he tells you where you can get uh, shock arrows is if you climb up onto uh, Ploymus Mountain. Mountain. And on Shatterback Point, mm -hmm. there's a bunch of shock arrows there. So you're like, oh, easy. And you're going to head that way. But then Laflat tells you, oh, you're going to Ploymus Mountain because, or Ploymus Mountain, because that's what Sidon said. Um, be careful of that Lionel there. It's been messing up a lot of Zora. And they're really not getting the hint because they really just want to dive off Shatterback Point. So you think maybe you could take a picture so I could we could describe how scary it is so that way the Zora won't go. So if you do this and you you know once you climb up you have to go use the Zora armor to swim up to Mikau Lake and to Lulu Lake, you know, references to um the Zora in uh Majora's mask. So when you get to Ploymus Mountain, if you do take a picture and bring it back to Laflat, you will get the Zora Greaves. And then I forget if anyone tells you, but um, in Toto Lake is where the Zora Helm will be. So it's, I highly recommend. It's in one of the um, stone monuments. That ah, that's, it. Yeah, it tells yeah. you in the stone monuments. But you, if you definitely didn't get all of it, you should. That's like, um, it's really helpful for the boss fight, actually pretty helpful and um and it just looks good it looks really good it's a it's good a, set yeah it's a good set especially for the for the theme of it being like zora it's a i think it's it's the hands down the nicest zora armor 
in uh, any of the games because you know you have ocarina time and it's just his tunic but in blue <laughs> and then in uh whoa twilight now he's blue <laughs> in twilight princess it's just a little it's just a little clunky looking so you know maybe you did that right um and then of the side quest i'll mention the side quest after and so like you hit that's it you um you get the armor you get you know maybe you fought well actually let's talk about the lionel so the lionel the lionel employment mountain fight or not fight not fight i I avoid it at all costs Mm -hmm. um okay so let me say something about that i really wanted to fight (laughs) i really wanted to fight it um so you know you have to go take a picture and whatnot and i you know how does that little like listen the lionels are funny because they usually like wait and it's like a little question mark and you see it kind of like before it recognizes you the lionels are so freaking powerful and so freaking confident in themselves that they will stand up straight, square up. You see his pecs and probably his 34-pack. <laughs> giant bulging biceps. And on his back, there's both a sword, shield, uh, and bow and arrow. And he's just looking around. And he'll square up. And then he sees you. Then he's like, are you a threat? Oh, no, you're uh-huh. not. So then you're just a puny bug? Guess I'll kill you anyway. And then takes like ten seconds to scream into the air, and then yeah. it to bite you. I love like, it. how it's confident a, they are. It's very cool, and I also like that little cutscene when you climb up the rock and it shows the Lionel and then Link jump behind the rock. Yeah, <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's, like, oh. it's like a mini boss, so it lets you know that pretty clearly. Yeah, yeah, he's, no. harder, he's harder than some of the main bosses. <laughs> I think Lionels are harder to fight than the Blights, at least. Mm. yeah i i would True. agree so especially in master mode once you the highest tier golden lionels they mm. they're the second they're the bosses with the second highest health just before calamity ganon and they have seventy five thousand hp and then remember in master mode they also heal if you if you don't hit them like after a while so they're very mm. very difficult and uh so wendy why were you saying you really wanted to fight him but you didn't or something yeah, because um, once I realized that, like, you know, it saw me, it, it just charged at me. And I was like, oh, no, this is, this is bad. Let me just, I was like, you know what? Let me just collect my arrows and leave. Like, this is a bad idea. And, like, yeah, I was like, no, this thing is going to knock me out. And I only have, like, what, like, six hearts? I can't do this. So I just left. I just pinned where I needed to be. I was like, okay, here's the Lionel. I know I need to come back. Because um, eventually you're going to go back there, right? So... <laughs> I was like, you know, I'll just I'll just come back to you later. I can't do this. I can't. <laughs> I was similar to you where at first I didn't fight him and then I snuck around and got all the arrows. Mm-hmm. Then I was like, wait, I have all the arrows. And I saved the game and That's I was like, exactly you know what? what I did. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna fight him. Like I remember my first time playing, I was like, I'm gonna do this until I beat him. And that's what fighting him this first time, like maybe about five or six times. Yeah was how I learned how to get good at uh, dodging into flurry rushes. Because now I fight Lionels much differently, but at the time I would just fight them by going into like a bajillion flurry rushes, breaking all my weapons. Mm-hmm. And then like, you know, I, I made myself an attack potion and then I saved the game and every time I die, you know, just try over again until I got it. So it was very, but defeating it though, especially that early in the game, 
regardless of how many times I died, because since I died, it wasn't considered canon. So, you know, I was like, wow, I can't believe I beat this Lionel first try. <laughs> I, I still have not fought a Lionel. Really? I, I have gone, I have gone full. The game is trying to tell me not to fight these and have just dealt with them in other ways. I now love to fight Lionels. They're such fun combat challenges. So anyway, you get your shock arrows and you just have to meet Sidon at the East River or East Reservoir Lake. And you can like fly down, you can go back to Zora's Domain, or you can do what I did, which is the cool which is the cool gamer's way, and is you dive from Shatterback Point like a badass. And Link just is <laughs> Link probably has like what, fifty seconds of air time before he <laughs> hits the water. And then I you know, you swim on over to Sidon. And, and it, I don't... This place is always interesting to me. I always wondered if this was supposed to be Mifa's room. Because, because there's of the like, bed? There's oh, like, the that, random, there's like there, that random yeah. little bed there. And they're fish. Or maybe it's Mifa and Sidon's because it's, you know, it's a very big lake. And one thing if you didn't notice, in Zora's domain at night, there's not rooms. They all sleep in those same like river, like the little ponds. So it's a, it's a really cool examination of like Zora behavior that they all sleep together. You know they're definitely they're like um, it it almost reminded me because you know I'm taking human evolution Dylan it almost reminded me of like chimpanzees and how they're just like all together and they're not you know they, they don't just, really they like dogpile and go for yeah, it yeah they just dogpile you know maybe maybe they all. Maybe they all meet with the same Zora. Maybe they don't. Like, obviously, the game won't go that in depth. But I thought it was interesting how, aside from the royal family, they all just sleep together in these little pods. The the adults, the elders, and the children. It's pretty cool. Pretty interesting. But uh, so so seeing so recognizing that, and then seeing how vastly different there's like this giant lake with this massive bed like there. Just, I was like, I wonder if this was like, Mifa's. <laughs> You know, Mifa's room because Varuta is here, right? Mm-hmm. And she, she was the champion that that was, you know, chosen to to wield Varuta. So, like, maybe this is where, you know, once she gets assigned as the champion, she like lives here to do her champion Varuta training. Who knows? Anyway, so then Sidon's like, "You ready to go? Because there's no going back." And then here's what begins, like, one of the coolest in, in, in any game, like, pre, pre-fight pre to get into, like, the first dungeon or, like, first boss sort of thing. This is the best one. I think so. In my opinion. I think it's, this is the best one. It's so cool. What you have to do is, and you and you must equip the Zora chest plate at this point. Like, you have to have it on <laughs> for this. It's the rules. Link hops on Sidon's back. Sidon swims around and he's like, what we're going to do is we're going to try to get in close. You're going to have to hop on, swim, hop off my back, swim up the waterfall, then use your shock arrow to shoot the orbs up top so that way we can stop, stop Varuta. And there's four different ones. So, you know, he says you need 20, 20 shock arrows, but if you're good, you'll just need four and only four. So then here begins and here begins like the attack on the Varuta team. Which is like a really nice theme. What should I make that the intro theme, or should I make it Sidon's theme? 
It's I gotta like be the Titans theme. Yeah. Same. Maybe I'll insert a little clip or something because the attack on a Varuta theme is really good. So, like, let's pretend. Let's be like, ready? Like, 10 seconds now. Like, play, play the Varuta theme, like, really quietly during the description of the fight. Oh. Alright, I like that idea. This background music. So, past me. just hearing it now. <laughs> so, so, past Luke speech, speaking to future Luke, I hope you did it. I hope you, I hope you edited it. I hope you were in Legacy. Please? Alright, thank you. And so then you start swimming in and getting closer, right? But then Varuta will not give up so easily. And then starts creating these ice blocks, like uh, ice blocks and these, you know, sort of the, the, those like mace, like, like, like the ball, the ball of a mace with spikes and just launches them at you. And they're almost like heat seeking missiles where they'll, they'll know where you are in the water and just come barreling at you. And you can, you can, um, there's a few ways to, to take them out. You can create an ice pillar and in its path it will break. Or if you are close enough, you can just directly destroy. Since, you know, Varuta is from Sheikah Technology, you have the Sheikah Slate. You can use the ice, the Cryonis room to just directly destroy it. And so if you have motion controls on, taking out these ice blocks in your way becomes much easier. Is I that just what you guys arrows. did? I just shot arrows at them. You I shot used, arrows? What about you, Wendy? I used uh, cryonis to break them. Yeah, Wendy, nice. What about you, Ansh? I also use cryonis to break them. Those are the oh, real so champs. I'm, oh, so I'm the only non-gamer here. Is that what you're saying? I just didn't think you're arrows only... <laughs> worked. See, I, I tried. I tried cryonis, but I like I couldn't get it to go. So I was like, all right, arrows. Do you have arrows. motion controls on? No, I did. It was it was the kind of thing I don't know. I liked it because it was this moment in the battle where I could feel there were multiple ways to do this, mm-hmm. and my way just worked for me. And whatever whatever gets me in that damn elephant is the way to go. And that's and you know that's how you're supposed to play the game. That's, but a that's true, why I like this game. A true gamer will use Cryon. <laughs> Listen, has <laughs> got the job done. Okay. <laughs> So, because, you know, Wait, in... Hold on. I just have a little aside here for this moment oh. in the thing. Oh, I just please. Don't, I don't understand. Uh-oh, here we go. How... So, the Zora are supposed to not be able to, like, deal with electricity, but you're allowed to have 20 shock arrows while you're riding on Sidon? Well, Sidon's <laughs> ripped to them, but Sidon's different. Well, I mean, <laughs> help you when you were. I mean, I mean, they're in his quiver, and there's like, I guess you know, shock arrows don't don't shock up till Link like pulls him back for whatever reason, and we can all just chalk it up to magic because that's the best fantasy <laughs> cop out is magic. <laughs> yeah. but the arrows, none of the elemental arrows will activate until Link pulls, draws back his his bow. You know. Well, well, to be fair. The guy that's poking them in in Zora's domain, like he's actually he's actually poking them. Mm-hmm. It's not like he, he can't be pretty close to them without getting messed up by it. Yeah, that's true. He, the Sidon so, is not directly not touching directly the arrowhead. Touching that's, that's fair. So that, that, that'd be my reason. 
That's it, yeah, see? It's magic and Sidon knows better than to fucking Sidon knows better. The better than to play with the the most immediate dem- cause of demise for <laughs> for Zora peoples. <laughs> All right, so you know, since you're since uh, our podcast iteration of Link is like those ones that you see from the clips on Twitter. So he goes. He only goes up the waterfall once, and then is able to get all four, all four <laughs> orbs at once with one shock arrow. Somehow, you know, just like those Twitter clips where you see the whatever person playing do something amazing with Link. That's the Link we have in this podcast. I don't know who's who's controlling him, but that's what we have. So we we. Uh, I'm, I'm controlling him, obviously. First try, <laughs> light work. I didn't die on Sora's domain at all. Me neither. I thought mm-hmm. it was uh, definitely easy. Did not. Only and when if I tried to fight the Lionel. Mm. I actually—it's weird. I didn't die at the Lionel, but then I died at Varuta <laughs> like four times. <laughs> and so, so here, you know, you you finally quell Varuta's rage, and it sits down, and Sidon swims on over, and he's like, "All right, good luck in there. But, you know, <laughs> you can't go in." And it was never his plan to go, and they just wanted to stop him. But, uh, you know, way back when, when Link meets Dorfan, he's like, it's funny that you want me to stop uh, Varuta, because I'm here on Zelda's orders herself to go inside and turn that shit off. <laughs> so now we're in Divine Beast Varuta, and you hear Mifa's voice like, you're here. You know, I've been waiting so long. You know, a little bit clingy, clingy X kind of thing going on here. No, I'm just kidding. I, no, I can't make fun of her. She died. She's so sweet. She's I so love sweet. Mifa. Mifa's great. I absolutely love Mifa. So then she, you know, she tells you what's going to be the standard for Divine Beast. Um, you must get the the map terminal, and once you get the map terminal, terminal, there are four terminals you need to activate or reactivate in order to regain control of Divine Beast Varuta. And once you have all four activated, you can go to like. The control center and Are there five no no, no. Uh, there's four it's, or five it depends it's on four the it's four within the map four in the map oh okay but they they sort of like word it as you need the map first like you, like the map is like a separate thing you need the map to see where the four are okay so basically let me just say what what it is you have two in like the the like water mill wheel thing going on you mm-hmm. got one underwater that you got to use magnesis to zone up then you have one on the trunk but uh besides that let's talk about it real quick so what do you guys think of this this divine beast as a dungeon your first dungeon in breath of the wild i i i actually really liked varuta it's probably my my second favorite of the divine beasts Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's very clear that you're from a gameplay design standpoint, you're supposed to do this one first. Yeah. Um, because getting the map is nice and simple. Getting the the, the actual uh, terminals are not that difficult to get to, but there's still a little bit of challenge. Um, yeah, it's it's very easy, and I I think I attribute that to maybe it being the first and also you know they designed this game in mind where you can you can do any part of this game that you want at any time so it must be you know it's probably scaled down the difficulty a little bit just to make it so that you can do it no matter what you have you know you can do as long as you have the runes like that's that's like the only 
the only caveat you need to be any of the divine beasts you got to have the runes like so that's probably why it's not as difficult as it could have been and it's funny because you say that it was easy to get the map but um there's someone here that uh definitely had a little trouble with it you wanna um, you wanna yeah mm -hmm. is that wendy yeah. Yeah, that was me. Um, oh, no. I I I did have some trouble. Um, again, there there were like there were problems that uh, I, 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 don't, I don't even know where to start. That's how you know it's like Wendy and back, I were on a Wendy and I were on a FaceTime call when oh, she told oh. me that she's like ah, I don't know how to get the map. <laughs> and I, and I right just, to your left as soon as you come in. Yeah, she did. She didn't know how to open the gate, and she, her oh, problem yeah. was she was still new to the game at this point the problem was she was forgetting about the runes like the runes yeah. was just like head empty not there so like she was like what the fuck do i do oh yeah no i mean once we reach um water blight ganon there's even more to it but like um yeah like i completely forgot about the runes like i disregarded them and then i was like okay how the fuck do i get this sorry excuse my language oh how, my how God. Do I, sorry how do i get this like you know gear going like what what do i do with the water like how do i get water from point a to point b what do i and then i panic yeah and then i was like okay so i know i need to get there um i'm out here with the with the freaking arrows i'm like okay no that that won't that makes no sense like yeah and then obviously once i'm like the trunk one um oh i was playing around with the thing and with the Oh, At that point, map. I had I had also given her a hint to, yeah. to use oh, okay. her runes. Because the trunk one takes a, some maneuvering to get. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice trial and error challenge. I I did not realize until maybe an hour of sitting in Varuda that you can move the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't oh worry, I was playing around with that thing, and I'm like, okay, what am I moving around? And then I'm like, ah, I see. Okay, I see what it does now. So oh, that was my life. Yeah, no, and after, obviously, like, I learned my lesson. So with the other Divine Bees, it's, trust me, it gets better. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Wendy. So, you know, maybe you were Wendy and you took some time. Maybe you were Ange and you sped running. You know, yeah, you it took running. the whole thing took me, like, 15 minutes with the terminals and fighting Water Blight, so... Wow. Yeah, you know, this maybe your hands. What was that on your second run? Yeah, this was last night, not the first time. Yeah, okay. You know, Angel's just built different. <laughs> so at Ange this point, first tried that shit. You get all four terminals and Mifa's cheering you on, and then you go to the control center and you're like, Oh, this should be easy, right? And mm -hmm. Mifa's like <laughs> she's like, uh-huh. <laughs> Nothing personal, kid. Uh-huh. And she's and you put in, you know, get to the cutscene, and Link puts his hand on, um, on the terminal or whatever, the computer. I and guess it is. I don't, I don't know. From Bloodborne spawns. Yeah. yeah, and there's no, and there's no, there's no like the other ones. There's no indicator that it's working. All of a sudden, you, you know, boss music starts, and you see, you know, you hear the nasty like kind of wet sound, and you see Water Blight Ganon emerge from it. And this is your first boss fight, so I think it should be pretty intimidating just from the design because design-wise, all the Blights and Ganon in this game, amazing design. They look they're disgusting. Great. They really so freak me out. 
so demented and horrifying and ugly looking. They're, they're like on a par with Bloodborne's boss design. And you know, people give people say like, "Oh, I love Twilight Princess for its dark design." Twilight Princess bosses are not as demented to me as the Blights and and Ganon in this game, dude. Mm-hmm. Especially when you have you hear me from the background, like you know, hold yourself like a hundred years. That ago. thing messed me up. <laughs> yeah, a hundred a hundred years ago, this was you know this was my demise. But I th- I believe that you can take them on today. I'm sure you'll be fine. So then go boom, get them, honey. You get some. You get some. You get some fire music. Mm-hmm. And then the boss fight begins. Phase one. You're just fighting him. He has a Sheikah spear, like a, this long guardian tech looking spear. So he has range. And what he either does, he does a thrust towards you, or he does a sweep. In both, um, he moves fairly slow. So the best form, the best way of attacking is, is you know, you want to wait till you can get a flurry rush. Go in with the flurry rush back up a little bit and you know shoot him in the eye the eyes all their sensitive points shoot him in the eye he gets stunned and uh you know stasis him maybe to rack up some damage and if Mm -hmm. you do that your weapons won't break too much and you should be able to move on quick but if you don't and it's your first and it's your first fight and you know maybe you've seen hestu once at this point you're not going to have a lot of weapon slots so you should be careful because what what makes it difficult in the beginning is not so much the combat itself, but running out of weapons. I think I used a bow exclusively for this fight. Jesus. Yeah. How long did it take you then? I had leftover shock arrows, so I did it until... Oh, the shock arrows do some pretty good damage. By the time those were finished, like I was already well into the second phase, so it only took a few more hits with regular arrows, and that was it. Jesus, that must have taken forever though just shooting but also though when you play um when you do your finally do your master mode and and dylan you'll have to you'll have to change up your strategy it's 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 good it's good though because it teaches you you different ways to fight Hmm? it teaches you different ways to fight it doesn't teach you it forces you because what you did in regular mode like eight times out of ten won't work in master mode Mm -hmm. especially in the beginning you thought the skill gap for like you know the great plateau and like the beginning of the game is hard it's like times 10 when you do master mode so i highly recommend if you like breath of the wild and maybe you felt it was too easy towards the middle of the game in the end to get the dlc and replay it again in master mode because it is quite the challenge but a good cha- a good challenge it's a good in challenge. a good way exactly um so you know you either do my strategy Ange and Dylan's both strategy. Wendy, what did you do? Kicked rocks um, or something? <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, no, like I, I dodged most of the like Ooh, the first two. Amazing. I dodged and go around it, and then I remember I don't know what freaking weapon I had on me. Um, I started hitting it, and that's when it would start moving around, like you know, mm-hmm. teleporting to each other's spots. So then, um, immediately I knew that Cryonis was going to be used. Um, so okay, big brain. And then, Listen. Oh, sorry. Um, I saw that there were the four, the four pillars at some point were going to be used. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna be lifted. It's gonna require me to swim. Duh, oh my water god! Wendy said, "I'm smart as hell." I wanted to get this on a first try. Um, of course, I had to pull a big smooth brain because um, I, I missed, I, I missed the dodge, and it just, it just killed me. And I was like, okay, good. I, I thought I was doing great, you know, almost halfway done. 
um it took me two tries to like two tries it's pretty good second time i forgot to eat because um <clears throat> i got i got a little too too cocky with it i was almost halfway there and um i had cryonis set to underfoot um instead of um what was it over huh? outward yeah because you huh? could set cryonis you could put cryonis underneath you um yeah. mm-hmm. and then there's one that outward right mm-hmm. mine was set to underneath me so I kept trying to use it, and I'm like, "Why? Why isn't it working?" And then I realized I kept putting blocks underneath me, and I'm like, "Oh, fuck!" <laughs> so, you know, I have... Is that a setting, or were you just putting yeah. it at the floor? No, no, it's a setting. Like, there's two settings to it. What? I never um, knew this. What is? Yeah. So I had it set. Wait, to really? Underneath. How do you? Ch- I'm about to turn on my game right now. How do you do yeah, that? You yeah, can, you can do underfoot cryonis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forgot what's the setting, but um, I just... I don't remember how to do it. I never use it, but I know you can do oh, it. Oh, I see. Yeah. I just don't look at the screen. Okay. Sorry, Wendy. Go ahead. Okay. No, yeah. And I had it set to that. So then by the time I figured out that it was under me, um, I just got, you know, blown away with these blocks and I died. And I forgot to eat. And I wasn't looking at my heart. <laughs> uh, like I said, I got a little too cocky with it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to take him out in like one, two, three. Like health is really low. I got this. No, mm-mm. I didn't, but by the last one, you know, I made sure I had food. Um, I made sure that my crown was set outward, and yeah, that's and I had enough shock arrows, which was good. Um, that was another one that really helped me to the end. So that was my experience. Wow, Wendy, so, I yeah, am so impressed. I just circle strafed until the water came up. Ah, yes, phase two. Um, so once you get them to have health, the the strategy becomes a bit more difficult. You can't just freely walk around. Um, the water level rises, and you only have four pillars to stand on. And the fight continues. So what you can do is, um, you know, create ice pillars. You know, one in the middle, just to make it easier for you to connect. You know, what I did was, you know, he he launches the ice blocks at you, so you want to have Cryonis equipped and keep it on motion control, so you can quickly uh, flick to each one, take it out, and put an ice block in the middle. So that way it makes um, traveling easy. And not only that, but since it's in the middle, wherever it is, you jump off, you get some bullet time, shoot him in the eye a couple times. That way he's down by the time you get there. Or if he's in the water and you're in the water and you have the full Zora's armor, you can do this, the Zora swimming, the spin attack. And that's also pretty helpful too. But uh, again, you guys what you probably did like the arrow thing again. Just stuck, just arrows through and through. <laughs> oh, so you guys probably did that dumb baby shit, huh? No, I mean, but like, I mean, it's it's not only that, but like, it's also more fun when you make yourself challenging for you. No, I mean, I, 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 I dumb baby arrowed it that way, yeah. I kind of just wanted to beat him. I dumb baby arrowed it. Well, I I bet you guys will both at some point, you know, possibly Wendy too, will replay the game. I probably will replay the game. I'm and... I'm probably gonna play Link to the Past first, but oh. I probably will replay it. And so you should beat the fuck out of this guy. Varus is gone, decimated, completely obliterated, and you know, whatever the like dying sound that makes and. <laughs> cuts cutscene and you hear like the saddest fucking song in this oh, game and you're in your and you're already depressed and there it I is cried. i cried you cried 
I love that. It, I can understand why it is. They really make it brutal, just like how shit out, like just how unlucky Mifa is. Like, and she's so young. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. Zora age weird, but that's actually something I would talk about because you know, once we talk about the main part, I do. There's a few side quests I want to mention, but um. Oh my god, me too. So Mifa's like. (laughs) You know, she sees you and she's like, I'm so happy to see you again. And she says, yesterday I was awash in a pool of tears. And something like, you know, again, this these Zoras and they're, and they're uh, you know, like brother, like sister. And they're in their, um, their love for the theatrics, you know, the drama. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's just really like out there. Like, I would, you know, she could have said, man, I was really bummed out. I was so sad. I thought I was gonna have to be a, you know, be a spirit forever. And she's like, yesterday I was a washing of blue tears, thinking that the rest of my days would be stuck confined inside this machine as a spirit for the rest of eternity, or you know, something really long like that. Then she's like, then you came and see me, and you came and you saved us, you Frida, Ruta, and I. And then she's like, now I can be in peace because I just wanted to see you again one last time. And it's crazy because before she even mentions her family and how she wonders how the rest of Zora's domain is doing, she's like, mm, yep, Linky, how you, doing? About you? how you doing, baby? Like, she is so Link obsessed. And um, it's like funny to joke around with, but it's actually really sad and kind of endearing and cute, you know? It's very, she, it's very cute. She was, she was in love with that man's. I don't know why this guy has like crazy eyes. And he like, you know, beats monsters. He beats like innocent animals left and right, innocent monsters left and right. <laughs> but uh, so there's the little cutscene, and she's like, she's like, I want you to like, you know, I want to always be with you and stuff like that. You'll have a part of me, and she gives you the best, the best ability. <laughs> The best ability, weapon, item, whatever you want to call it in this game, just Mifa's Grace. And mm-hmm. what basically Mifa's Grace is, it's sort of the first of the champion abilities you get. And uh, yeah, probably the most helpful. Or at least tied for first. Basically what, what it does is it allows you that upon death, your hearts are immediately replenished. And you get a few extra hearts, and you see, like, you know, Spirit Mifa alongside you. And it has a cooldown, about 30 minutes. And then if you do the Champion's Ballad, you know, DLC, that cooldown is decreased. So I believe, like, 10 minutes or something like that. So it's really OP. Like, it, it really, um, it's, it's really amazing. Like, it's actually kind of busted. Like, sometimes I have it turned off when I want to do things because it's just too good. And so then you're sent out, and then we get the, the, the Mifa cutscene with Varuta. You know, they, they go under underwater in East Reservoir Lake, and then they pop out at, like, um, you know, between the, the Zotoban Highlands and Ruto Mountain. They just kind of pop out there. She sets her sights. Her, she la- aims her laser at Ganon and she's like you know we're gonna help out in any way and then she's like I wonder how father and the kingdom are doing that killed me and it's really sad are you crying right now (laughs) no because it's okay if you are it's okay if you want to 
And then Link is like, you know, magically teleported back to Zora's domain. And then he runs upstairs and he tells King Dorifan and Sidon. And, you know, there's a whole crowd behind Link. And, uh, you know, King Dorifan's like, you know, thank you so much. It's amazing that you saved Hyrule. Um, like, we, you know, we owe you so much. Like, the rain's gone. There's no flood. Um, Muzu apologizes. And he now realizes that, you know... It wasn't your fault that, you know, Mifa's gone. And then... I uh, I so badly wanted Muzu to remain this horrible racist the entire time. You can't get <laughs> saved by someone who does a task equivalent to God stopping the deluge and still be mad at that person. <laughs> especially when that person is smaller than you. You just can't what be mad at them. Was. You just can't. Like, I, it's just impossible. I refuse. There's... There's just no way you can be mad at someone who does something on such a scale. Impossible. Can I, can I add something? Like, um, whenever I break a shield or um, a sword, I always go where um, to where Muzu is just standing. <laughs> and you nab it. He's he's probably like, oh, I wonder what happened to my last shield. Oh, hi, Link. <laughs> and then the shield's gone. Yeah, Fuck. I always take it when I break one. I'm like, oh, I know Muzu's going to have one right there behind him. Just going to snatch it. <laughs> and then, you know, Dorfan, if you don't have the Master Sword at this point, he goes, Link, you're without your trusty sword that seals the darkness. Perhaps, like, huh? in, perhaps in those 100 years, um, you know, maybe it got lost or something. And Link's like, the sword ah, who? I must have left it in the car. He's either like, the sword who? Or he's just like, perhaps? And then Dorfan's like, wait, what? You're serious? Like, it's actually lost? He's like, I... I because I have no doubt that wherever it is, that um, it is eagerly awaiting to return with this master. It's kind of cute. It's a nice little little touch. Some nice personification of the sword, which is kind of a person. Uh, it takes a little bit to explain. But anyway, yeah, that's nice. Mm -hmm. Then he's like, good job, Link. And you two, Sidon, you really did a great job. And I can really see you being fitting as the heir to Zora's domain, you know, along the line. So very cute, you know. There's a, there's a lot of things we learn here. Oh, and it's a really nice touch that you don't get anywhere for the rest of this game. What looks what's supposed to be like the whole city is there cheering for you, clapping for you, congratulating you. Like mm -hmm. they're they're championing you as the hero, and all this love and stuff that you're feeling, take it in because it does not happen anywhere else. No one. This is the only place where you're like recognized. For... The rest of the time, they're gonna complain worse. Yeah, yeah. This is the only time you're recognized for your accomplishments. Everyone else, no one cares. Or not that no one cares, but like the besides the leader or like the one individual who helps you get to where you need to be, no one's like. So everyone's like, whatever. Oh, cool. Wow. I guess I guess Varuta randomly stopped, you know, causing mythological uh deluge like rains <laughs> i guess va metal stopped menacingly flying around in circles i guess va and boris stopped stomping on the ground and creating a sandstorm man that weird that weird camel thing that was attacking the desert god <laughs> that's kind of cool isn't it huh it's funny that this giant robotic lizard is no longer punching the side of the biggest mountain in the entire continent huh just they just don't you know the people are very Wait. aloof <laughs> they're very aloof in this just game. have no idea what's going on <laughs> i suppose no. that's what happens when you grow up in this horrific nightmare scape 
Yeah, especially a hundred years after like the the big the big like you know the day zero, the age of burning fields. Yeah, you know everyone's younger than Uma's the only person that's still alive, and she wasn't even born in the calamity. She was born in the age of burning fields. So it's nice that Link gets appreciated here, and and you know that's the that's the that's the Zora's domain. Um, Zora's domain, like main main part. So let's just talk about the main the main quest real quick. What do you guys think? Let's get everyone's a nice long opinions and summaries here. Zora's domain is probably my favorite of of the main quests. Mm-hmm. I I've now finished all of them. Yep. You uh, just finished the game or just about for the most part, right? I'm 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 in Hyrule Castle. Amazing. I'm not I'm not done with it yet. I want to I want to take my time and do it right and take an evening to do all of that. Yes, as um, you should. But yeah, no, Zora's domain in terms of the the cohesiveness of the space that they build mm-hmm. uh, and the the story that you get to experience in it is the most consistent and is the most uh, uh, I don't want to say moving, but I, it kind of is of, of of the four. I mean, um, of the of the four champions, Link's relationship with Mifa is the most complicated, and I I think that's what made me like it so much, is mm-hmm. because there was actually an attempt to make a relationship between these two characters that can't interact much. It's that pathos, baby, right? It's that the appeal, pathos, yeah. The, the appeal to your to your feelings. Um, where and like this relationship goes, clearly goes beyond. Hey, little guy. You know, like you know what I mean. <laughs> like it clearly, it clearly goes beyond that. But you, you don't get to experience it much mm-hmm. because that's it's ancient history at this point. Um, and I think, I think trying to figure out what the way that Link fits into this family is interesting to me, and how how the world tries to show you that. So Zora's was my favorite of the four so far, um, by a, by a wide margin. Um, and I I, I don't want to say I was disappointed by the others. I wasn't. I think Zora's domain just hit, set the bar very high. Ah, uh, okay, that's a good that's a good way. All right, Andrew, Wendy, what did what did you guys what did you guys think? Mm, I'm going to try and redo all of them before. The subsequent episodes that we're going to record, but I'm I'm pretty sure Zora's Domain is going to be my favorite as well. I think um, through seeing Link and Mifa's relationship through the memories, especially just the last cutscene with Mifa saying how she wishes uh, she could see her dad one more time, but she can't because she's in varuda it's just it's so sad and i think part of it is because it's trying to motivate you as the player to be like all right we need to go beat ganon like we need to get justice for mifa um Mm -hmm. and yeah i think especially since the game pushes you towards zora's domain first um Mm -hmm. It's it's meant to connect on a more emotional level because everything else that you've heard beforehand in terms of lore, you know, it's pretty basic in terms of um, 
just providing context for the game, but I think this is the first part of the game that appeals to your emotions so dearly. Yeah. So. Yeah, especially if, like, there's a strong, or not too strong, but there's a big attempt to, like, make it Zelda-focused, but at least for now, there's not enough. You know, there's not enough pieces to the puzzle to to make you feel more for Zelda than there are for for Mifa. And it's probably because you know, sense. like Mifa's dead, <laughs> or yeah, that too. Or like the the only time you see her, it's like this mirage type figure when you're done beating Waterblight. That's 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 the spirit. She's a ghosty, and you She's know that Zelda who... is still alive in Hyrule Castle somewhere. So So did you so did you think when when you heard Zelda's voice and that King the King told you, you know, King Rome Boss Ferencheimer told you that Zelda was still alive, did you have a sliver of hope that Mifa was still alive and just possibly trapped? Or did you go in knowing that she's like, no, she's hundred percent dead? She's got the statue. She she gone, dog. But it's not like they could have gone inside and checked. They can only assume. We're like you you don't know like you you only know Zelda's alive because the king tells you and he's a ghost and zelda you hear zelda's voice like mm. those are tagging you know that's this it's the same like you hear you see you see mifa and you hear her you hear her voice like was there like any ounce of like hope for you guys that she could be no. alive or no yeah i think no. it's it's interesting because i can see how that can be the case but for some reason, the language that they use around the champions just makes it seem that they're gone. It's just too yeah. damning. Yeah. The, the yeah. link, the link that the link, eh? the link <laughs> that they have to the the divine beast makes me just think like there's no way. Or their mm-hmm. their spirit is just living through these divine beasts yeah. that you have to tame. So it's just like you know, like they they're still spirits because they have regrets or whatever. They can't move on because they lost. I think that's part of it too. Link is when you see them in spirits and then, you know, you don't. It's because Link eats their regrets, I guess. You know, that's what a ghost is, right? A spirit that cannot move, cannot like ease its regrets or whatever um, grievances to move on to the next life, right? Mm. So, Mipha's a ghost. All right. Yeah. Wendy, what did you think? Same thing? Mm. Yeah, I mean, same thing. Zora's domain is just very beautiful. Um, very gorgeous just, to you. Gorgeous to me. <laughs> and like you know how you mentioned in the beginning, just upon entrance, like you know, this this place at night is just absolutely beautiful in comparison to the others. I'm gonna yes, just say, in the music, this the music this too. this rendition of Zora's domain is fire. Yeah, and like again, the relationship between you know Link and Mifa, it's. It's also really nice. And of course, like watching the cutscenes and just it really just made me think like, wow, like their bond is just like one of a kind as well. Um, and same thing Ange, with, you know, Mifa just thinking about her dad, how like she would have wished to say one last thing to him. Um, that's where I like lost hope about her being alive. Um, and it kind of like, oh, that's when I got a little teary out. I was like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, girls like up there like you know looking out with um the divine beast but it just it got to me emotionally just i was like wow like we really are in this like 
Link has to go now to Fikan and everything. Like, there's this encouragement, you know? And then there's Sidon. Like, come on. <laughs> um, very encouraging. Like, as much, like, as much as we all wish he would have just given us a ride, it would have been so easy. But Yeah, he's, so, he's a cool guy. Yeah, I like, Sidon is there. He, like, throughout, like, the whole thing. And it's very different with a lot of the other um, Divine Beasts. And, like, Sidon was always there kind of like, yeah, you got this, you know? Like, yeah, just go get the arrows. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get right to it. And it's like really nice. And Sidon is a true larger than life character. Did you? <laughs> he really is. I remember doing. You told me, and you can tell. You know, you can tell our audience why. But you, you really like the name Sidon, right? Oh God, yeah. Um, this is like an ancient history reason. Ooh. Tell, but, uh, tell, tell the people. Sidon yeah. is a uh, a Phoenician city, uh, from the late Bronze Age, which is located in like. Lebanon, which, by the way, if I look up Sidon right now, only Sidon from Breath of the Wild comes up. <laughs> yeah, and him, him, and his, him and his huge biceps come up. <laughs> just, just don't give up. I believe in you, and he's got a huge six pack. But anyways, wasn't it also not only just a Phoenician town, but like a port town as well? It, it was a port town. Uh, so oh, I, th- I, I thought the name was a reference to the Phoenician port city of Sidon. It must be right. Uh, it has to be. Because he's like swimming and he's a fish. He's He's literally a fish. He's wearing like a, he has like a purplish red skin. Like they're known for like purplish red dye and stuff. So I'm like, it's gotta be whatever. That's actually funny that you said that because after Zora's domain, I dyed my Zora armor to be red. To be red? Like him and Mifa. Like Sidon. (laughs) Sidon and Mifa. My best bud, Sidon. Did you also know that? After you do the Divine Beast, Sidon spends his whole day... Staring at the statue! Staring at the statue, yeah. Staring at the statue, then he goes upstairs and looks at the Divine Beast, Varuta. Yeah. It's so sad, especially especially once you do Mifa's portion of the Champion's Ballad. Mm -hmm. Which I have not done yet. And, like, once you see a little bit more of their relationship as siblings it it just makes it even more it's, sad they they are very close Sidon very much loves his sister mm-hmm. still now and you know i get it i'm like the same way like i very much love my sister like i it, it, his his is his is a little more relatable hits the heartstrings hits the heartstrings mm-hmm. definitely that you know it's supposed to kick you in your gut i think but, you that's know, another thing oh Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, that's another thing that really um, made me enjoy Zora's domain so much is that even though Mifa's not around anymore, Sidon is still like was still looking out for someone to come and um, you know defeat you know again inside of that divine beast and help out his sister. That's I think another thing. It's it's interesting you you say that because now now that I'm thinking about it, it's not a revenge thing. Because normally, yeah. like, in most games, you'd, you'd see that become, like, a revenge thing. Like, we got yeah, to avenge my sister. Like, he's not avenging he's just, Mifa. Like, he no, just wants I just to wanted to be okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just wants to save the town. Like, Mifa's, Mifa's gone to him, and he can yeah. like, accept that. I didn't even think of that. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means anything, but. I mean, it's, it's just, like, any way we interpret it's it. It's interesting. It, yeah. it means whatever you want it to mean, like. That's the fun part of doing stuff like this and taking the lore for yourself. Have we talked about the Champions Ballad? Did we talk about episode one, Ange? Uh, we might have mentioned it briefly, but we we haven't gone too in depth with it. Um, because yeah. I'm I'm planning on doing it. So let me just mention. Uh, we'll we'll do the Champions Ballad 
once we finish at least in the podcast timeline once we finish all four divine beasts then Mm -hmm. we'll we'll talk about the champions ballot because that's how the game does it but uh basically at the end of the champions ballot you have access to each of the champions diaries but i'm just gonna read that now we're gonna read mifa's diary now you guys ready so the first the first page of mifa's diary says at the request of hyrule's king a group of outsiders came to greet us at the domain one of them was a Hylian child of only about four years of age. His name was Link. He made quite a first impression. He was curious and full of energy with a ready smile. Are all Hylian children that way? One thing that surely sets him apart is his swordsmanship, which I hear he is exceptional. Again, four years old. He has even bested adults. He must be somewhat reckless, however, as he was covered in bruises. Wishing to be helpful, I healed his wounds for him. It must have been his first time seeing healing magic. As he looked at me with big round eyes, it was adorable. Divine Beast was excavated from Zoro's domain. This one is called Varuta. The first time I laid my eyes on Ruta, I was surprised by how cute it was. It's so big and round with a long awkward nose. So I guess she doesn't know what an elephant is. Interesting. According to the Sheikah who found Ruta, Divine Beast requires someone worthy to control them. It's fun to imagine someone piloting this enormous beast in the distant past. I wonder who will have that honor next. Link came to visit the domain. It feels like forever since he was last here. He no longer resembles the child I first met. He is now an accomplished knight and keeper of the sword that seals the darkness. I am so proud. However, he hardly speaks anymore and smiles even more rarely. He is still the kind soul I knew, but something has changed. I asked him if something had happened, if something was wrong. He merely shook his, shook his head. Perhaps it is newly acquired height, but I feel like he is ever looking past me into the distance beyond. The Princess of Hyrule paid a special visit to the Domain. She asked me if I would agree to pilot a Divine Beast. She told me she needs my help to face the Calamity. My heart knew at once what to do. I agreed without reservation. Calamity Gammon must not be resurrected. If he is, there is no way to ensure the safety of my people or of anyone. I do not know what will happen. All I know is that if there is anything I can do to help, I must try. I must protect Hyrule. There is also that. The Divine Beasts are meant to assist the Chosen Hero when he faces Ganon. In this way, I can help Link. Link came to visit me. It had been ages. I told him the Lion of Ploimus Mountain has been terrorizing everyone lately. When I said that, he started walking toward the mountain without without a word. Spellbound, I followed him there. When we were almost there, he told me to turn back. He insisted he would be fine on his own. I stubbornly stayed. While I argued, the Lionel attacked us from behind. I was sure we had met our end. How silly of me to doubt. With a sure hand and a fierce gleam in his eye, Link unsheathed the sword that seals the darkness and defeated our foe. His swordsmanship was swift and graceful, and I was fascinated by the beauty of his movements. Though I should not have been, though I should have been terrified, I could not but, I could not help but feel safe in the dear, in the presence of my dear friend. His kindness and determination to help those in need, his strength and skill, my heart is drawn to his. I am doomed. The last beautiful move Link performed on the mountain is called a spin attack. Perhaps I will attempt it with my spear. Father gave me, finally gave me his blessing to pilot the divine beast. The threat of the calamity can no longer be ignored. He said that, Father said that the Zora must play their part. He seemed on the brink of tears when he made me promise to return unharmed. My eyes burned with tears as well, so I simply nodded. Segan could hardly look at me. Muzu left partway through. I feel awful for putting them through this, but I must do whatever I can to help Link. I can never forgive myself otherwise. Speaking of Link, I have at last finished gathering the materials for the armor. I shall start making it at once. 
Today was the inauguration ceremony at Hyrule Castle. It was an honor to take part. However, I honestly do not remember much about it, but only because something unforgettable happened afterward. I experienced something wondrous, a beautiful moment in time I shall treasure forever. I am grateful to the princess for agreeing to my request, and to Daruk for, um, well, for bringing me closer to Link. Oh, I did hear that something that shocked me enough to almost overshadow the happy moment. Link has been chosen to guard the princess wherever she goes. They shall dot 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 be spending much time together dot 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 <laughs> oh i finally completed that special armor for link i'm confident it will fit him perfectly he's coming to the domain soon i hope to give my gift when i see him but should i really go through with it according to the old legend a long ago zora princess fell in love with the hylian swordsman perhaps there is hope this will be a rare occasion that link is not accompanying the princess we should have some time to ourselves oh i have an idea at sunset i shall ride upon ruda with link Zora Princess of the Past, please lend me your courage. Yo, so in that cutscene we were talking about, uh-huh. either she did after the cutscene ended, or that's all that all that Link's remember. Or she chickened out and she couldn't do it. She was too shy. She was gonna yeah. propose to Link. Yeah. She was gonna She's propose gonna to Link it. and didn't. She got too she got too nervous and that's why she was like, you know, maybe once this is all over, things can go back to being normal. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. What do you think about that? That's rough, right? One of the best characters in the game. I'm telling cracks, you. Cracks me up, though, that she's she won't. Like, it's not. She's, she has, like, this teenage girl, like, yeah. angst over Link. She's, she's jealous. She's jealous. She's jealous as hell. <laughs> she was like, oh, you know, I was chosen to be the. the she like, doesn't one, even have weird fins. I was chosen. I was chosen to be the one member of my population to wield such a such a you know continent destroying power but oh my god link is the royal guard for zelda simp i cannot i cannot allow this it's very cute it's very endearing she's very i I, she's a very realistic character all right so now before we get into the side quest it's my last burning question what is that? It's very clear that Zelda is so overtly in love with Link. Oh no! Is Link in love with Zelda? Wait, uh, not Zelda. Is Link in love with uh, Mifa? Uh, see, this think? is something that I the entire time I was playing Zora's Domain, I thought about. I was like, "What is? How far did their relationship go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what has happened in this situation?" She, I don't know, man. I think. I think Link doesn't even consider it. I not, think not I'm, in a bad way. I'm a I'm a Z Link shipper for sure. You know Zelda Link. Yeah. In this game, not in every game, it's but Link. at least at least in this game, you know all the way. But um, but definitely uh, yeah, it, it, like similar to them, like not in a bad way. I just don't. I don't think he he sees he, anything in anybody. He doesn't get yeah exactly. He's not thinking about I, he's at least too, he's at, at least busy. Yeah, exactly. At least in this point, like when she proposes to him, Link is this is the part where Link stops talking, stops smiling, stops having fun. Yeah. He's fully silent because he has to bear the burden of being the the hero and the princess's choice chosen knight. So yeah. I think he's like he's completely blocked out from from relationships until, you know, we see later on that Zelda's able to crack through him again. Yeah, and there's there's all this like art and comics and stuff about Mifa and Zel- and Link and I'm like I, I, it's sad hey, that that can't be the the the, the canon. 
you got you, you know? gotta let you gotta let them have their ships, you know. Let, I mean, let them have their ships, but like it sucks that 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 just cannot be the canon. And it's like, I don't, and like, I think also too, too busy. Mifa definitely never told him. Yeah. No, she definitely never told. So him. how is he supposed to know, right? Mm-hmm. And look, Link is Link's a smart boy, but not like this. He's not smart like this. No. Yeah. I think Link would intentionally ignore it if he saw it, just because he's like, I can't deal with that right now. That, yeah, at least at that point. And I, also, can't, I can't deal with Zora anatomy at this moment in time. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Mifa's definitely a little bit living in the past too. Yeah. She's like, oh, if I can't go to how it used to be. When, she wants know, to just be a teenage girl, but she can't. Yeah. Because this cycle of horrific calamity is ruined. It's kind of weird too. So like, she when she first meets him, he's four years old, and she's like. She's like still a teenager because Zora's just live longer, I guess. Yeah, and then Link, Link is taller than her. It's funny because um, I don't know whether to talk about the memories now or like save it when we do the champions battle yeah. too. But uh, there's one memory that you guys should all know, where I think she that's the closest besides you know this proposal scene that she was ever gonna get to like confessing her love, but she definitely. I don't think she ever pulls the trigger. I don't think she ever actually does it. What about Wendy and Ange? What do you guys think? Link, Link and Zelda, Link and Mifa's a thing, or is, or is just not like you just, you just not enough evidence for you to, to see that Link is interested. I just yeah. like that there's another potential love interest. I'm not well, saying I mean, that I like, because like just my knowledge. Okay well, well, okay, well, I'm not asking what that you like. There's another. I'm asking you. Do you think Link and Mifa have an explicit relationship? No, I barely or... think Link and Zelda have one. What? That's crazy. We can get into that later. And I'll ask you that after we finish recording because I'm curious. But like, Well, no, it's just because of how stoic and just dedicated okay. to his job. he Like, the way that he conducts himself, like, even in the memories, like, if you were just to go based off of that... A lot of people would read that as not romantic, like his interactions with Zelda. So yeah, like the only person he touches, bro, he he like hugs and comforts Zelda in that one. Memory. Dude, your That's shipper crazy. side is coming out. I need you to tone it down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. <laughs> you need me to tone it down? You need it. You need to. She like, throws herself at him, bro. You need to. You need to play the game. When you read Zelda's diary and the fact that when he's at the point when he doesn't speak to anyone anymore, but Zelda's the only person that cracks through. And they have this like super close relationship. That's crazy. Making Link talk. I mean, we just that's the thing. He does talk. We just get to see it. But he talks to Zelda. Like that's mm-hmm. the only person a hundred years ago that he that he talks to at this point. Like you know, Mifa has a good reason to be scared. Like you know, links in, links into the scholar type, the scholar type with an attitude, and you know, the sealing power of the goddess. <laughs> But like, I think it's crazy the fact that Link, that Link is actually able to be broken into, and and Zelda learns all these things about his personality. That's that's nuts. But I just don't, I just can't see that there's enough for Mifa. And I think that's what makes it like a better tragic story, an unrequited love. Like that's a that's like day one <laughs> romance writing, also, tragic romance writing. Mifa is a fish. Uh, I mean, the yeah. fact that they give Zora ladies boobs, like, or at least, like, you know, 
I don't know what it is. It's just very clearly boobs. It's very clear that clearly women boobs have breasts. I don't think that's actually a problem. Are they Brett? Look it up. We need the anatomy. No, we look here. This is just like the Korog's from episode two. Like, no, it's not. I don't know why they even why do Zoras have breasts? Yeah, like I don't get it. Like, what? It's 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 the anime. It's the anime in this game. It's the anime. <laughs> I, need I hate it. that. I hate that. Just they're just fish. Leave them as fish. Like they don't. They don't. They're not. They're not breastfeeding. Like what's what's the point? I need an answer. Shall we do I'm the? Not gonna, I'm not gonna make it. Oh, I'm not gonna be annoying. I'm just gonna look up whether why they. All have... right. You know what? While while you do that, let's talk about side quests. And she, you're gonna give us a little TED talk, right? Am I reading all of these? Uh huh. In depth. Tell me what the side quest is, start to finish. All right. Pretend I know nothing. Pretend our viewers know nothing. So once you're done uh, quelling the dangers of divine beast Varuta, um, in the little quelling, in the, I guess it's the second layer of the domain, like right underneath King Dorfan. Um, you kind of you go down the stairs and then you turn around and there's this Zora looking at a little stone monument. In the back, you speak to him. His name is. How do you pronounce his name? <laughs> I found a reason. Giotto. Giotto. Oh, Giotto. Yeah, yeah. Giotto. Jodo. Jodo. Oh my Jodo? god. Jodo. Pokemon. All right, I'm calling him Jodo for the rest of the episode. Jodo. <laughs> the Zora are Italian. I, I hate. I hate me. Trader. Trader Giotto. Mifa and Sidon have become my least favorite characters. Hey, it's a me, a Mifa. <laughs> it's a, a Mifa. Anyway. I, I found out why I have boobs. You, uh, you speak to him and you find out that he's um, stuttering, studying the history and he wants to take all of the information from all the monuments and put them into a book. Mm-hmm. But he's old and he can't go to all 10 monuments, so he asks you to do it instead. Um. Mm-hmm. And you probably, so when I was going through the path leading up to Zora's domain, I went, I saw three of them. Yeah. And then um, once I finished Zora's domain, I went and I looked for the other 10 um, and they all tell a pretty coherent story of the history of the Zora, of Zora's domain. And the last one is just a little one that the stones Mason wanted to write for himself. So Oh, okay, let's get into this. <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited. I love stories. All right. So the first one you find is directly on the path between Orn Bridge and Ludo's Crossing. Mm-hmm. And it's called History of the Zora Part 1, The Eternal Zora's Domain, as told by King Dorfan. So it states... Where is it? Okay. The rains have blessed... Lineru since ancient times with an abundance of pure, clean water. Seeking a bounty of such water, the Zora gathered there. Thus, as the legends go, the domain was born 10,000 years ago. The land was also rich with ore, and also a unique form of stonemasonry was developed to create our new home. The domain was one giant sculpture, a feat of architecture that has drawn admirers from the world over. Our great domain will ever stand as a hallmark of the esteemed artist who made it an eternal symbol of Zora pride. So, you know, just establishes, first of all, how old this race is, which is kind of insane. Mm-hmm. 10,000 years plus, at, at the least, at the very least. Does, does that make them the oldest? 
I guess that we know of, because then if we look in the timeline, there's no Zora in Skyward Sword. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know about Minish Cap in Four Swords. I would have to check. But the one that I know of that comes after that is Ocarina of Time, and there are Zora. So yeah, maybe. So yeah, just gives a pretty basic... First of all, the reasoning why they wanted to build Zora's Domain, why they picked the... Wait, wait, wait. Sorry to interrupt you. I mm -hmm. actually think it's the Gorons, because there are... I believe there are Gorons in Skyward Sword. Oh, okay. Which makes which makes sense, because I guess they're just rocks that... <laughs> they, like, that not that they were birthed that, like, from the Earth. Like Frosty the Snowman. Someone just put two <laughs> button eyes on it and just gave the life and like, you know what? Let's start a race. Oh let's, my start God. A whole, let's start a whole group of us. No, sorry to interrupt. No, you're Keep good. Um, so we move on to the second monument, which is on a ledge above the path north of Orin Bridge. And this one oh is... Oh my god, you're giving us locations so precise. I am. Which is History of Zora Part 2, A Reservoir of Hope, also told by King Dorfan. And it states, Once every ten years, the Lunaru re region experiences unusually heavy rainfall. The Zora River flooded every time. The tides damage not only our domain, but our people, washing away poor souls and causing great suffering and disarray. The Zora king of that time, after seeking aid from the king of Hyrule, rode out to see what could be done. By joining the architectural genius of the Zora and Hyrule's technological prowess, East Reservoir Lake was 50 built. Thanks to this fruitful partnership, Hyrule was no longer plagued by these devastating floods. In gratitude, the Zora King promised the King of Hyrule to manage the reservoir level to protect all of Hyrule from floods. Each Zora King since has kept that oath, spanning 10,000 years. That is why the reservoir signifies our bond with Hyrule. So, I guess provides context for why defeating Varuta was so important. Uh, because this is like the contractual duty of the <laughs> Zora to the rest of Hyrule. It's cool. That's a it's a cool bit of lore. Like, it's pretty. It's pretty heavy. Mm -hmm. That's like a for what ten thousand years plus traditions, and you have the written written records still. That's... I think that's the main thing that I took okay, away from man. these was like I got I got a complaint. Hmm? The whole time I was reading these as an archaeologist who deals with texts like this, I was so pissed off because I was like, "Why is he talking about like?" I can't take any of this at face value because it's a dude 10,000 years later mentioning the events of 10,000 years before in an unscientific way. So the whole time I was reading these, I was like, these are just cultural pieces for this society, not the old one. And I want more ancient lore because you can just use magic to tell me it. I mean, I guess... Well, I mean, Ange, did you get to the... the, the, the Ocarina Time one? No. There is an Ocarina of Time one. Yeah, it's an appendix. So, so. Oh wait, you mean the the stone monument? Yeah, the Sage Princess one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I have all of those. Yeah. So, did you read it yet? I read it, but I didn't know what it meant. No, like, did you read it just now? No. Okay, so uh, once you get there, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. Okay. Um. So next. Uh, History of the Zora Part 3, <laughs> which is on the west uh, the west shore of Ruto Lake. And this is titled Miracle of the White Scale. So it says, Our scholars say that in the distant past, Zora's domain had a king with no special talent for the art of war. 
What he lacked in skill with the blade, he made up for in love for his people, and especially love for his queen. One day, news reached the king of a horde of monsters gathering in the Zodoban Highlands. The king steeled himself for war to protect his people, but the queen knew how ill-suited for the task he was. Worried for his life, she wove one of her own scales into his armor, hoping that her love would protect him in battle. It seemed for a time that the tide of battle favored the Zora, and that all would make it safely home. But the cunning Lizalfo's general saw an opening and seized it, driving the king's forces into a corner. Just when the general's sword was ready to crash down upon the king, a miracle took place. An errant sunbeam reflected from the scale of his armor, blinded the Lizalfo's, stopping the death blow from falling. This was the chance the king needed to rally his forces and turn the tide, taking down the general and securing victory. This came to be known as the Miracle of the White Scale, a scale that only female Zora possess. It was this miracle that began the tradition of Zora princesses crafting armor for their future husbands. So there you go. There's the lore behind the greaves and the armor okay. that Link gets. That's pretty crazy because A, Lizalfos are sentient. They're not just pawns again, and maybe they're their own sentient race and the only reason they turn into purple dust is because Ganon has, as a powerful wizard, deity, pseudo deity figure, he can bring them back. But Lizalvos are like a sentient race. That's mm-hmm. insane as far as like enemies go. Like they can think, they can plan. They have generals. Yeah, like a hierarchy. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. they have a. Whole... That's crazy. That was the point where I was like. All right, we got some evolution going on here. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> some d- development in this Lizalfos race? <laughs> development. De-evolution in these well, Lizalfos? They've just lost the ability to do these things? Maybe not de-evolution, but since, there's, since they're all spread out, there's not one set place. You know, they don't have one location where they all live anymore. So they just become like... What smaller groups of people that dwindle down more and more by time? Tribal, tribal associations of Liz Alpha. Yeah. yeah, and then Ganon comes to power, and then Ganon just takes over them and just makes them to their will, and then they die, and he just brings them back with every blood moon or so on and so forth, I guess. Pretty cool, though. And what a nice little romantic, like, fairy tale story of the origin of the Zora armor. Mm-hmm. Nice little mythology for you there. Little cutie. All right. So next is history of the Zora Part Four, the light scale trident, which is located <gasps> south of Ludo's Crossing, um, on a cliff. And this is mm. this one's all about Mifa. So uh, about Mifa. And this is also well, the one previous and this one is also told by King Dorfan. So it says the queen and I were blessed with a daughter as lovely as a jewel. We named our princess Mifa Aww. to celebrate her birth. The smithy Dento presented Mifa with a gift, a mighty spirit called the Lightscale Trident. Mifa grew into a bright girl and soon reached the age of receiving lessons from the royal family's order of knights. The whole of the royal guard adored her, especially Sergeant Segin, who loved her as if she were his own kin. Under Segin's instruction, Mifa honed her skill, and her radiance grew along with her skill with the Lightscale Trident. As a champion, Mifa made her people proud. However, once the great calamity struck, she was never to return. All of Zora's domain fell into misery. The merest thought of the princess was enough to overcome anyone with tears. 
As a way of offering her soul repose, they tried to send the light-skilled trident drifting down the Zora River. But when they did, the trident began to glow, and Mipha's voice rang loud and clear for all Zora to hear. And this is Mipha speaking in quotes. The light-skilled trident and I are one. Abandon your grief and no joy once again. Do not cry. Just remember. End quote. And so, keeping to her request, on the day of the great calamity, the day that Mipha passed from this world, the Zora venerate the light-skilled trident and remember their brave princess, such as the origin of the Champion Festival. Mm. Mipha with her classic overdramatic speeches. I love it. I'd rather have that than something boring. Don't give me, don't give me. I'd rather, I'd rather (laughs) have that than, hey, little guy. (laughs) Don't, 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 no, you're not, you you cross line. Love Daruk. I'm kidding. You know what? You know what? Don't give me a two word, don't give me a two word response. Don't text me back, K. I want a paragraph. Yeah, I want, I want, I want you to be like Mipha. Paragraph, you know, have an extensive vocabulary, like. A fish. It's All right, relax. Okay. All right. You, you lost me there. Next one. <laughs> uh, next, next one. History of the Zora Part 5. Uh, part 5 sa- is my favorite one. The Sage Princess Ruto. And this is located on the Zonoban Highlands. So this one states, Long, long ago, in a past more distant than even the Great Calamity or the creation of the divine beast Varuta, there is a Zora princess named Ruto. We know that she was an attendant to the Zora patron deity and that she was a fair and lively girl, beloved to all. Around that same time, an evil man with designs on ruling the world appeared, bringing disaster upon Zora's domain. It is said that Ruto then awoke as a sage, facing this foe alongside the princess of Hyrule and the hero of legend. Her achievements are remembered not only by the Zora, they are also forever etched into the history of Hyrule. The divine beast Varuta, built ages later to face off against Calamity Ganon, was named in honor of Ruto. That the Zora princess, my sweet daughter Mipha, was chosen to pilot Ruta is surely the work of fate. So, provide the context for this please, because it seems like you know what it is. It's Ocarina, right? right? It's Ocarina of Time. Yeah, I remember. I remember Ruto. Princess Ruto, she was, she was, you know... Wasn't she also like enamored with Link as well? No, not. not I don't remember. I don't remember exactly. It it was more like joking. No, it was more like. So what happens is, she's you know the attendant to Jabu Jabu, which which by this by when they say attendant to the Zora patron deity, it really makes me think that the fish is Jabu Jabu. Jabu Jabu, and um. She goes inside his belly like she always does. And she finds out Jabu Jabu's sick. And then Link in Ocarina finds a bottle that says, Help, I'm stuck in Jabu Jabu's belly. Someone come rescue me. But she never sent that letter. And then, you know, Link saves Jabu Jabu and gets uh, the Zora Pearl, which is also like supposed to be like an engagement thing. and But Link needs it, right, to um, to carry on with this quest to open the... The gate, the, the the temple of time, and get the master sword, right? So she, so but she's thinking like he wants us to marry her. So she's like, fine, yeah, I guess you can marry me. You know, she's. It's not like she's not. A, it's the complete opposite. It's not like Mifa, but there is dynamic though. It's not like Mifa in love with Link. She's not. You know, it's not Mifa chasing Link. 
Ruto is like, I guess you're worthy enough, whatever. <laughs> She's like, I guess you'll do. It's not like I like you or anything. God. She does. She's, I feel like she straight up doesn't, though. The tone I got from no, that was that she was settling. <laughs> She's settling for this child. And it's funny because the evil man with designs on ruling the world appeared bringing disaster upon Sora's domain. Bro, Ganon straight up poisoned. Ganondorf straight up poisoned their patron deity. He's a and then and then when Link is trapped in those seven years, he just freezes all of Zora's domain. And then, you know, adult Link and adult Ruto, you know, she's like, hey, you're seven years late. They fight, you know, they go to the water temple, yada, yada. It's pretty cool, though. And also, Dylan, how you're saying, like, you can't really take Dorfan's words, right? Yeah. The fact that he's so spot on, like, this is Ocarina of Time, like, you know he's not really he's not wrong about anything like no. does that does that maybe give more credibility to the rest of the histories i mean yeah i i think so i mean here's the thing like it's not this is not a real society this is a a fabricated society mm-hmm. and like i very much doubt that many ocarina fans would be super chill with it if the ruta story was just completely wrong in in the text but i personally think that that would be the coolest thing in the world is if uh, is if they just like... recorded the ruta story wrong or the ruto story like if they just recorded stuff that happened in the old games wrong like they had no idea that that history happened mm, i think that i think that would be so interesting um, but I, little, I, I don't think archaeologist perspective. Yeah, <laughs> I, but I don't think any game will do that. The only here I go again, but the only game I've seen do that Assassin's is, Creed. No, is uh, Dark Souls and Elder Scrolls. It's the only two games I've ever seen do that. But that's because not everybody in those games was like present at the event or like has anything to do with the event. That's true, and honestly. And, like, the point of Dark Souls is that nobody knows what's happening to the world because everybody's going crazy. Jesus. And I mean, it, that does make sense because... And I guess I won't make you read the rest of them. Five is my favorite one. I think five is at least the most important one. If you want to read the rest, you can, but... I mean, I don't I don't mind. The next one is about Varuta. I mean, there's only four All more right. or five more. Plow through it. Um... Okay, the next one, History of the Zora Part 6, Divine Beast Varuta. This is, like, near the west side of Utala Dam, so. Mm -hmm. So this one states, uh, When the Divine Beast Varuta was first discovered at Zora's domain, my daughter Mifa hurried to see it. Those present that day say they saw an unusual sparkle of excitement in Mifa's normally calm eyes as she beheld Ruta. The princess spoke of the divine beast as she would a friend and was overjoyed when she was chosen to pilot Ruta. I thought nothing of it at the time, but given the events that followed, I now regret allowing this to happen. I have spent many long years consumed by guilt. My dearest wish is that her soul will know peace. I pray for it every day. Wow, God, I'm gonna... I think we should just end the podcast. I'm gonna go cry. (laughs) God, that's awful. Yeah. But pretty good. It's awful, but it's great. Love it. Ah, oh, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss to them, huh? Yeah, everyone. Uh, him, 
right. Hit me with the next one. All right. The next one is History of the Zora Part 7. This is the one that you see right before you cross the bridge to like go into Zora's domain. And if you... Oh, after, after Sidon's second flip? No, like right outside of Zora's domain. Like literally oh, outside oh, the, yeah. the Great Zora Bridge or mm-hmm. whatever, right? So this one, um, in game, some of the letters are illegible because I guess this one has the most wear and tear on it. Um, mm. But you can pretty much infer what it's saying. Um, so it says, History of the Zora Part 7, The Hero Who Defeated the Lionel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it says... There's a time when the people of the land were threatened by the dread beast Lionel who lived on Ploymus Mountain. But one Hylian drove the beast back and restored peace to the domain. The Zora Helm won in this fight is now north of the blank. So like this blank, I've tried looking up what it means. Like no one knows what it means because like no one. This whole text is like messed up. Yeah. And like there's no three letter word that people can like fit into it that makes it make sense anyway uh the zora helm one in this fight is now north of blank in the ruins near toto lake it rests here to honor the deeds of the great hero link so Mm. that's what that means that's my favorite yeah yeah just (laughs) just because one i think it's such a funny coincidence that the one zora's domain thing referencing link is like (laughs) destroyed (laughs) but also because uh just this is already you can see like a hundred years pass and the the line of information is getting messed up the the transmission of that story is getting is getting messed up in the texts it's also funny too how uh, you know dorfan describes it from a more objective standpoint Mm mm-hmm and then Mifa's like, I was, I was fucking mesmerized <laughs> by the way he was dancing with the he sword was and the beautiful, blade, beautiful <laughs> with the blade. And she's like, oh, my heart is doomed. <laughs> my heart reaches out to my dear friend. Like, yeah. like, yeah. okay, Mifa. This is two complete, almost two completely different I, accounts. I think I'm doomed. Oh my god, I love that. God is so good. I'm sorry. Ange. No, you're good. Um, so the next two are just they're titled um addendums, right? So they're mm-hmm. just addition, like additional stories that the uh, stonemason wanted to add. So Prince Sidon's postscript. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so my dad did something cool. I gotta do something cool. <laughs> so the first one, history of the Zora addendum one, King Dorafan stands his ground. Oh, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so it says. A hundred years after King Dorafan ascended to the throne, a stray guardian crossed upland Zorana into our domain. The guardian seemed unstoppable. Our best soldier's spears barely left a scratch on its metal hull. It was then that our King Dorafan, without a thought for his own safety, came out to face the guardian himself. With supernatural strength, he lifted the guardian and hurled it into a ravine. The impact of the fall left the guardian in pieces. And it was never to trouble another Zora ever again. The citizens celebrated the king's valor. From then on, their trust and respect for him grew beyond compare. You can still see the scar he earned that day on his forehand, a token of his triumph. Okay. 
Um, let's talk about this. So, <laughs> who wrote this? <laughs> so, up, look, look. You guys, you guys probably have Breath of the Wild open, right? For the map, yeah. at least. I have the map. Look, look up Land Zorana. Zorana. Uh, you seeing it, right? I'm looking for it. Oh yeah, right here. Okay, a little bit. Yep, just I got it. They said he threw the guardian. Oh, I see so the clip. He chucked him off. A, the, uh, a, a stalker guardian into a ravine. So that means he either threw it at the Akala Parade ground ruins or he yeeted it all the way over the Turnio Trail into the Trilby Valley. Do you know how insane of a distance? Do you know how asinine that is? That this giant fish monster god could just grab a guardian <laughs> by its legs and swing it around and go, whoosh. How the fuck did we lose? Yeah, he, <laughs> he, was sitting, he was sitting in the chair, bro. Sitting in your fucking chair while your daughter died. Oh god, this is not his fault. I mean, he is a hundred. Not as funny as you think it was. He is a hundred years older now. At that point, yeah, but look at him. He's he's a big boy. Yeah, it's like Hulk Hogan sitting up there, brother. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Just Gan- just Ganon's too powerful. That's what it is. Because there's there's nothing that says uh. You know, that this guardian was infected with malice. It's just a stray guardian, right? It's not a Ganon guardian, I guess. Nothing says powerful like a giant man. <laughs> Ganon, giant. Ganon's quaking in his boots. Dorafan doesn't get up from his KFC party to go fuck him up. That's literally that's literally <laughs> the only person he should have been... Boots. Literally the only person he should have been worried that about. Dark. Was that giant, giant, that giant boy. god, and and the blonde twink with the nice baby blue eyes? <laughs> the, the 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 that's the that's the duality of man right there, baby. <laughs> the duality of man, the two natural states of mankind. Plot armor twink and big plot armor man. twink and big boy. All right, take, big take us tuna. home. Take us big home, man. Tuna. All right. I'm gonna start calling a big tuna. <laughs> My God, Dylan, please control yourself. <laughs> gonna mute my right, mic. I'm gonna mute Dylan. All right, where are we at? All right, now we're on. We have the last two, so we're up to mm-hmm. addendum two. Uh, Prince Sidon's great escape. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Dylan, please. So, this one states, There is once a giant octorock in Hateno Bay, large as a mountain, which terrorized the village's fishers. Hearing of their distress, Prince Sidon went forth to personally eliminate the offending octorock. But this octorock was a tricky beast. After the prince dodged one of the stones it spat, it inhaled him whole. Such had been the fate of many strong warriors who went to slay the Octorok. Not one had come back alive. Just as it seemed Prince Sidon would be counted among them, the giant Octorok twisted in pain. The tip of a silver-scale spear pierced the Octorok's stomach from within, revealing itself as the source of the the beast's agony. Incredibly, Prince Sidon had fought his way out by stabbing his spear over and over into the monster's stomach. Unable to bear the pain, the Octorok coughed up the prince and scrambled to escape. Ever since, the fishers of Hateno Bay have passed down this heroic tale. The prince who slew the fellow Octorok. 
Alright, first of all, first things first, Titan is fucking hard as fuck for getting mm -hmm. eaten alive. And, and, you know, he didn't cut his way out. He just repeatedly stabbed in one point to the fucking... Like, he's a fucking sicko, bro. He's an absolute masochist. A nutcase. It wasn't about survival. It was about how much it damage was can I do. It, it, was was about, it was about how much damage can I do now that I'm here. Any, anyone I'm who's making... seen Attack on Titan, this story will uh, sound a little <laughs> familiar. I'm just saying. No. I, I was gonna. I was gonna say this sounds like, uh, what the hell's the guy that gets eaten by the, the whale in the Bible? Job, Jeb, Jeb Bush. Well, it's, not, it's not Job. <laughs> Jonah, 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 Jonah in the, the whale. Except except Jonah, he... <laughs> Jonah's not as cool. Yeah, he's not as cool. Jeb Bush in the whale. <laughs> Jeb, Jeb in the whale. <laughs> Alright, and home stretch. Alright, last one. So apparently you need to find these nine first and then go back and speak to Yeah. Uh whatever his name is. Gia Giato. Giato. Jodo. For all the Pokemon fans. Jotaro. Um and then he'll tell you the location of this one, which you have to swim upstream in the uh-huh. The what is it called? Whatever. You have to swim upstream the water that's like directly behind Zoro's domain. You spend like 30 seconds doing this because it's super tall. <laughs> and then uh you float down and you find it. So this, this one says Memoir of a Gifted Stonemason. So this is from the point of view of the person who etched all of these into stone. So he says what an honor it was to receive a personal request from King Dorafan to craft a historical stone monument. I did not realize how much content he'd given me, though. It certainly exceeded the line limits of a single, mon single monument. I suppose I could have just shortened the text, but it felt wrong to tamper with our great king's words. Wise choice. Uh, thankfully, I was able to split it all between seven monuments to ensure that every word was preserved. I have always prided myself on my ability to think outside the box. I'm so very adaptable and humble as well. <laughs> While I was at it, I thought, why not add two of my own? And so I created one for King Dorafan and one for Prince Sidon. True, this is outside the scope of my commission, but I believe their triumphs deserve as much. But why stop at that? Why indeed? My achievement surely deserves remembrance too. That is how a commission of one became ten. Of course, having increased the number of monuments, I had to find places for them all. That proved to be difficult. Still, it is worth it. So long as I remember to sign these monuments, my name will be remembered forever, oh, as it should be. Which they never did. Signed, signed, nobody. <laughs> and that's the end of this quest. And then when you return to Giotto, he thanks you for reading all of these ancient artifacts uh, monuments. And he gives you um, a diamond, I believe, for your hard work amazing that's a that's one of the better side quests it was my I, favorite I'm, like this side quest made I, me like zora's domain even more I, i'm sad because i did all of these without having the side quest <laughs> so now you have to redo it Pain. yeah yeah um, and i probably won't <laughs> so of the side quest you have you have that one you have the flat and the lionel so far you know take a picture torfo mm -hmm. asks you to be the hynix and um by Rallis Pond that they're having trouble with. A groove. <laughs> Tumbo, he wants you to he wants you to catch five hot-footed frogs. Mm -hmm. 
he was pretty just he just wanted some frogs no Did he, he didn't just want them he had a reason yeah but he just you know he just he was like my mom met, went missing and i'm selling these frogs so that there's money when she gets back Oh, frogs, come back. My friends no, his, need to his, suck on those. His, his mom his mom didn't go, like, missing. <laughs> but he thinks she did. His mom literally just went and had a date to herself and kids panicking. <laughs> so Tumbo, Tumbo's, Tumbo and his frogs, Giato and the monuments, Groove and his... <laughs> diving. Diving and beauty thing. Oh my god, it's so funny because the side quest that the side quest log is you're diving in waterfall, climbing was so beautiful, you made Groove's very soul flutter with a mighty vigor. <laughs> just the dramatics here in Zoro's Domain, unknown. And it's funny because you know you gotta take it like it's written in the second person, but like Link has to be the one filling out the Sheikah slate. <laughs> so even Link, in Link, lore, Link is just full of himself. Even Link has to, you know, even Link has a way with words. And then Leto, if you give Leto 10 luminous stones, he gives you a diamond. That one is actually not that good. And you probably shouldn't do it unless you need the diamond to upgrade stuff because one diamond is 500 rupees. Um, 10 luminous stone is 700. So if you thought you are getting a deal, you've been getting ripped off unless you actually need the diamond for upgrading purposes. But if you're doing it for rupees, you're getting ripped off. So... So, you know, Tumbo's missing mom, you know, Frank, <laughs> he's like, my wife washed away and I haven't seen her. Turns out she just got caught up having the time of her life. She went, she went, uh, she went fishing, right? And then she got washed away and she ended up in Lake Hylia, just literally enjoying herself, day to herself, having the time of her life. And she didn't even <laughs> realize that she had been so far away from home for so long. But then as soon as you tell her, she goes back, right? And then... <sighs> hands down the absolute worst side quest in this game oh really Which special one? delivery not not the collect all these lizards no no even worse than that special delivery there's this zora child or so you think and you speak to her and she's 35 years old but she's like in the body of a four-year-old zora and she's like oh i just haven't hit my growth spurt yet <laughs> And I've been sending I've been sending letters to this guy. So can you make sure my letter gets down to him? So you have to go stand on the bank of wishes. And uh you know, you watch Finley's letter go down, you fight some Zora, you fight some Lizophos along the way. It gets to Finley and you read it and it's this grown ass Hylian man named Sasan. <sighs> and then he tells you that oh you should go, Finley wants to meet you. And you get back and <laughs> the disdain in your voice. It's a five year old Zora looking thing with a grown ass man, even though she's actually thirty five, but she looks like five for whatever reason. Ah uh, yes. And, the and classic like, anime excuse. And he's like, It's not <laughs> she's weird. Thirty five. It's not weird. She's actually older than me. She's actually hundred and sixteen. So that's um it's pretty gross. They actually there's just no reason for that. I, I gained nothing from doing that side quest. <laughs> I gained nothing from this. Like, that just completely shouldn't have been a thing. And I would have rather have another fetch quest than to have to do that again. Like, that's actually, like, abysmal. Whoever wrote this, there's a lot of... There's a lot of personality. A lot of there's a lot of personality in this game. There's a lot of things where I, I, I read and I play and I'm like, oh, 
someone definitely was someone had a nice weekend right yes. at that one. yeah you know you know the directors you know Aonuma in a uh, I think it's Fujibayashi weren't, weren't in the office one day and you, you were able to slip this in but if you slip this in I fucking absolutely with the entirety with the sl- with the point zero zero one percent of my being I absolutely hate you goodness like uh, like the great fairies some guy just has a fetish or a kink for 30 whatever feet, who cares 30, 50 feet tall you know pretty ladies Gi- right? giant is porn who cares whatever yeah, yeah literally no problem but like this is this is like this is big, a new level <laughs> this is this is this is lolly shit this is disgusting this is lolly shit <laughs> this is absolutely disgusting <sighs> yeah but no that's bas- that's basically it so that was Zora's domain. God damn. We did it. We did. we did it. And we, you know, we didn't even go as depth as we could go because actually it let will, me go. It will be four hours if we do. Let me run through real quick. Zora's domain, besides the location, the whole place, the whole Nehru region has a lot of fan service. It does. So let, me, so let me just go through real quick. You have Ruto Lake and Luto's Crossing, which is just, I think, a mistranslation for Ruto and Ruto Mountain. So Princess Ruto from um ocarina time rutala i think that's supposed to be a nod to rutella who's the zoric the the ghost zoric queen from twilight princess um shatterback point is a reference to what link did to mifa 100 years ago um (laughs) mikao Mikao, that's it end the episode (laughs) (laughs) mikao lake and lulu lake is a reference to that's the end it's a reference to majora's mask tau tau peaks you know reference to tau tau heights and link's awakening ja abu ridge gotta be a reference to jabu yeah so those are the ones that I just know at the top of my head. But all in all, there's a source domain. You should definitely check out every nook and cranny. Oh, Shatterback Point. You have Brina Plame in Low Drum Headland. You have Chanel, uh, Labrina and Hollow Drum from Oracle of Seasons. You have the the nasty Tingle Islands and like his brothers. The Tingle from, Islands. The, ting, the Tingle Islands and his nasty brothers from Wind Wanker, Ankle, Knuckle, and Davdi. Or no, but then it's Ankel knuckle and davdi instead of david or david i forget but uh, i feel bad for tingle's brothers i hate tingle with my whole being <laughs> telltale peak is what mifa calls uh link sometimes that's you'll 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 remember that when you play link's awakening that's I will a because... that's a that's a region link's awakening has the telltale heights <laughs> link took that lady's shatterback <laughs> I can't. You can't just gloss over that. What do you gloss over? What? What do you mean? I'm just listing fun references. Fun references? Yeah, these are topical. <laughs> <laughs> like you have Lineback Island. You know, Lineback from Phantom Hourglass. Stop, I'm gonna throw up. Banan Island. I don't know bananas. <laughs> like, uh, Zao's Wes Gopanga. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know most of these. Bl- reservoir like all right all right now you now you drew the line now you drew the line dylan <laughs> job reservoir in eastern zora's domain all right guys let's decide here for audience where should we go next oh uh, yeah we i should. i vote eldon just because it's right there do you yeah 
That's what, that's what I naturally okay, did second. To be fair, that is that is what I did, but I got scared and left. <laughs> so that's so that, I, come on. Should, that would work. Should we be it's unconventional? Right. Should we pick somewhere? I feel like more people didn't actually go to Elden next, so we might be I unconventional did. in going to Elden I, next. I actually went to the Lost Woods next. I find a lot of people went to Gerudo next. It was. I went. Um, I went to the Lost Woods and then went to tried to go to Gerudo, but didn't have the food or the stuff to get there. So I was like, nope. And then I'm glad yeah. I didn't because Gerudo Loki sucked. Anyways, so I'm making an executive. No, not Gerudo. Goron sucked. Gerudo was great. It's fine. I'm making an executive. We're gonna go to Goron City next. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll do that region next right. because then because then we can talk about Akala as well. So we'll be doing Elden and Akala. Should we Next. do an episode for the Korok? Should we do a separate episode for the Korok Forest and the Master Sword and like the Trauma Sword? We could sword do a short, a short episode for the Korok Forest. I don't think it needs to be two and a half hours. So if we're doing that, so we have Elden and Akala to wrap off like the 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 upper, the so upper east side of Hyrule. What I did was I did two of the Divine Beasts, and I didn't mm. want to do the rest of the Divine Beasts without the Master Sword. So that mm. that might work. That okay. true. That's what true. I did. I got the Master Sword after beating uh, Naboris and Ruta. Okay, so we could, yeah, we could do that next. Man, yeah. there's gonna be a lot of episodes. We already have what? That's what this we is want. episode three. Episode three. So then four for Elden and Akala, uh, five for maybe the Master Sword, um, Master Sword, and then let's just talk about the Faron region. Yeah. And Lake Hylia, we can talk about that. So, uh, and then Hebra and then Gerudo. That's the order we're going, and I'm making it that way. All right. So when I so when I say we have Hebra, we're going uh, counterclockwise. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then for the music, I'm thinking I do Sidon's theme and then Mifa's theme. There's That's some yeah. good, good some yeah. good parallelism yeah. for Sidon's, the music. Sidon's theme to start, Mifa's to end. Yeah. Yes. What do you guys think? It all sounds good, right? Yeah. Beautiful. Sidon's theme all right, is nice. Guys. Remember, you got to do Varuda's battle theme when you're describing the battle. Oh yeah, really quiet. To find, I think I think that was like at the one hour mark. I'll make it really it's low. Probably, yeah, it, no, I remember because uh, I was like, we were at like an hour, mm-hmm. and I was like, we need to. Uh, I need to remember this, and it's about probably going to be about halfway, and then it turned out not to be halfway mm-hmm. <laughs> because we're still here, and it's almost midnight. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so everyone, thanks for listening and um we'll see you in the next episode. Remember Bye. to send in emails. Oh my I can't believe I forgot email. that. Uh, yes. Follow the I'm still looking. If you have any if you have follow any questions, Twitter. questions or comments, you can email us at neighborswisdom at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at Nehru's Wisdom Pod, at Instagram at Nehru's Wisdom Podcast. We're more than happy to answer questions you know we can bring your question we can discuss we can add you to the podcast we can discuss it we can go in depth on lore whatever it doesn't have to be about this zelda game it can be about any zelda game it can be about age of calamity which as of this recording comes out and basically in a week yeah that's exciting i'm probably gonna get it honestly yeah i think you will i was thinking i I was thinking i wouldn't but now i'm probably gonna get it did you play the demo yet no not yet i haven't had time this weekend just just nibble at it all right it's we're, we're at two minutes 34 seconds all right bye everyone thanks for listening bye guys bye
Bye.